Hello and welcome to the Suspense is Killing Us podcast. My name is Emily Soderbeck. Travis Wood. Matt Lynch. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Here we are. Back better than ever. Yeah, I, I was noticing. You know, we've only been here in this room for 10 minutes, but I think it's better than it's ever. It's better than ever. Yeah. yeah. Feeling, I was just sort of looking really around. connected to you guys. <laughs> we're, we're and not just by all these cables. <laughs> and not plugged into a board. We're in the fucking zone right now. We I'm all got our you. Starbies. Mm, Starbies. Baby wants Starbies. <laughs> I'm excited to have a leisurely Sunday after this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Walk the dog, do some drinking, mm. cook some dinner. Ooh, what are you going to cook? Uh, surprise some pasta with meatballs. Oh, pasta with meatballs, eh? Hey, what do you want? <laughs> Your pa- pasta for Jean. Hey, you know the podcast is you're burning down like a nobody's business. A very, very, vici. So no good, boss. <laughs> no Parmesan, though. Nah, no parm. No cheese for me. No parm. Just for, just adapt. Just meat. I Good can't. old fashioned meat. I would meat. like to, but I can't. You might spend like a few months at death's door, but just, you know. <laughs> it's like what Travis said about. The podcast would suffer. <laughs> it's like you, what Travis said about uh, just not cleaning your dog for a couple years. <laughs> if you don't Eventually. Clean your, yes, this is true. <laughs> if you don't clean your dog, and it takes a couple years, if you don't clean your dog at all, eventually the dog, <laughs> the dog goes, eh, fuck this, and starts cleaning themselves. <laughs> They're like, I am a fucking mess. And then they so start if, licking themselves like a so cat would. So if Matt eats cheese, dairy, and stuff for two years. Cheese, dairy, and stuff. You, yeah, you're going to be, stooges. you're not going to breathe very well. You're going to be covered in rashes. But after two years, you might feel and better. And I'll be hot as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, you already don't My hair breathe will very grow well. Back. I was just about to say, I was considering I'll have, saying I'll that. have those copper locks again. <laughs> it's like that part you in finally Princess... shave this ridiculous beard off. It's like that part in Princess Bride where he's like, I built an immunity to this, and you just have to do the yeah, same thing powder. with uh, milk. The uh... You'll probably be like faster when you run. <laughs> when I do what? <laughs> <laughs> Matt running. That's, well, he'll start after an two image. years. <laughs> no. He'll get the urge. <laughs> Look, I'll, one, one thing at a time, okay? <laughs> I'm slow. <laughs> Do you guys want to all race in a, in a foot race? <laughs> that would truly. Absolutely, I do just not. To, like, see, do you ever, so I always think about like when we were. When Emily asked if we wanted to be in a foot young. race. And I said, absolutely, I do not. <laughs> when people were like, when I was in like grade school, everyone would like race just to see like who was the fastest in the class. Oh, yeah. No one. No one does that anymore. Did you, have to do, <laughs> did you have to do the fitness test when you were like in gym class, like every no. year? No, I don't. No, I, I've heard people talk about it. I went to a Catholic private school. Okay. Though, so we were I went to public school. So I went to a Zoroastrian private school. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. learn how to yeah. shave people's balls. Ahura Mazda forever. Anyways, I feel like we need to discover who's the fastest. We it's, go out. We go out and me. race. It's me. I'm sorry, I guys. Think it might be Unfortunately, you, it's me. So it's because you might try a little, and I'm just not going to do anything. They're <laughs> like, fine, it's Travis. I don't care. And he's all got right. a he's got a bum knee. I'm all, I'm all fucked up. Yeah, There's uh, a, I got a lot of disadvantages, but it's still me. It speaking is. Speaking of <laughs> athletic prowess, I want to ask you a question. Uh, I went. I guessed it on this other podcast this week, so I cheated on you guys. Ooh. Jesus. Yeah, uh, and it's it was a podcast called uh, yeah, Objection Argumentative, mm-hmm. and it was it's this guy who like he basically like wants you to come and have like a little bit of a spicy take and then defend it and. Etc. and so forth. He wanted a spicy take and he asked for you? I know, it was weird. Come on. <laughs> but, but, okay, but everybody who was on the show, there was me and two other dudes, had to share a, smice, a spicy take towards, like, a smaller one towards the end. And his one was this. It's sports related. Oh. <clears throat> I know. Said, Travis taught me about sports earlier today. Good, good. good. I'm glad. So you've heard of sports. Mm. Uh, uh, his spicy take was that no one, no professional basketball player should ever miss a, a free throw. Because it's always the same. 
Okay. That like you not should true. you should get good enough that you should just never ever miss. No, because your body's not always the same. Good point. I told him that this is the dumbest fucking idea I've ever heard. Like I was just like, absolutely not. But yeah, I wanted to get like, your I opinion. You straight. Yeah, your body's not always the same. And like you, the you conditions could, you could on the court are different. Maybe normal. it's really loud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's so many alternatives. That's actually the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. No. What do you think? Yeah, I think that that's the general sentiment behind it because it is in. I mean. But that's the sentiment behind a lot of things in sports. You'll know what it's to do adi- every time. Yeah, You'll it's an attitude to go into, yeah. but even but you're dealing with a human body. I was like, what about field you know? goals? And he's like, where's the wind and stuff? So I don't know. I, I'm not buying this. I'm no, not buying the, no. The, the, yeah, the crowd, uh, shit that's going on in your personal life, in your yeah. brain. It's called a human maybe brain. Maybe you have a boner. Maybe, I mean, maybe yeah. you have a boner. But people maybe will you're take period. a period. Yeah. People really do expect you to, to make those things, though. And if and if you're like a basketball player that makes like 60% of them, people will be like, that guy is Dog shit. <laughs> like sixty percent would see, would be amazing. Yeah, like for even me. even we, even when people thought thought Shaq was one of the greatest basketball players out there, he still couldn't hit a. Free yeah, he was, yeah he was famously famously bad, bad at at, at, uh, at free throws. I uh, I played basketball one uh, time, well, literally one time <laughs> when when I was a freshman, and I got better as I went along, but I never got better at free throws. Yeah, and I think my final tally for the year was like two for eleven, and it was. A fucking disgrace. You are dog shit. Jesus Christ. It was a fucking disgrace. I couldn't hit a single one of them. do it. So, like, if it, I could hit, like, it's when you're moving around and stuff like that and you're not thinking about it. it may, maybe it just gives you an idea of, like, how... In calm, your head? How be calmed. Yeah, how in your head you are. Because yeah. if I'm just, like, in the game and playing, I'm like, oh, I'm not even thinking about it. But then... People are watching you, and everyone's yeah, yeah. standing there. I'm like, well, this is fucked. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. <laughs> if I make it, it's yeah, just luck. On. All right, I just wanted yeah. to get a, a cluster of opinions on that one because I knew I was right. Well, and... I hope whoever it is is listening right now and yeah, feels, maybe they are. feels shamed. So no, Murph, if you're listening to this, feels, I hope maybe, you're shamed. Maybe he feels growth. Eh. I hope he feels growth. Right. But anyway, <laughs> if you want to listen to uh, me having a few more shitty opinions, you can listen to uh, objection argumentative. Wherever podcasts are sold, I guess. You want to know another fun fact about free throws? Sure. You uh, statistically... They actually aren't free. They cost 75 cents. They take a psychological toll. It's like the movie The Box. Every time you take a free throw, somebody (laughs) that you don't know somewhere, if you miss, dies. Have you guys done that one on the podcast? No. That's more of a sci-fi thing, isn't it? Yeah, but there's some like... We wanted to get into the Richard Kelly extravaganza. (laughs) We've already hit the domino. Oh, God. I wish I liked domino more. Anyway... Yeah, but but uh, they they've done research and statistically you make considerably more free throws and it's much easier if you shoot free throws from between your legs. Oh yeah, like this. Is that is that legal? Absolutely, you can shoot free throws any way you want. Shoot the basketball Do any you guys way know you want. What I heard? Can you use a basketball but, cannon to fire the? <laughs> but, but like, I think Wilt Chamberlain started to do this because he was one of those guys who was bad at it. And then, a, like some like unorthodox. How did coach. he do that under between his legs with his dick not getting in the way? I think it because he had. I a think really it was part dick. of the deal. Oh, like he it would helped, use that as like a, a trebuchet. It, it put a backspin on it. <laughs> um, uh, I heard actually that you um, you end up missing a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Oh, that is. Actually, not true. Oh, somehow, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's theoretical physics. That's but. how I learned how to bowl. Was like between when I was a ba- when I was a kid, it was between the legs. Yeah, but uh, but like uh, so when I couldn't stupid. lift the ball with one hand, you know, because I was a kid. But everybody knows that dork. everybody knows that you'll I still you'll... bowl that way. <laughs> you loser, dude! If we ever go bowling, I'm 100 percent doing that in front of all of you. It's just three hundreds. Because I'll <laughs> nothing I'll, but three hundred. I'll look like a dork, but you Let's guys go bowling. Let's do a suspense. It's killing us bowling. <laughs> I'll look like a dork, but you. Guys will have to be like, we are with that dork, so it's and worse for you. And you're the one kicking our yeah, ass. I'll be like bowling. winning. I'll be winning completely. I'll look fucking cool with yeah. my with my spin and everything. Yeah, 
losing. Gutter ball every time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yes, like uh, you, you, like you shoot much better statistically if you do behind uh, under the legs. And Wilt Chamberlain or whoever it was, a famous basketball player, started doing this. His percentages went way up, and they just people don't do it because it looks stupid. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Entirely, but it's, but it's allowed. Absolutely allowed. But people are like, look at that loser. <laughs> What and if so you did people, it? and so these highly competitive basketball players who like winning is everything will be like, I'm not doing that. What if you <laughs> it did looks it? Dorky. Do you ever like when you bounce it really hard on the ground and then it bounces up and then gets into the hoop? I don't know if that's legal. I mean, uh, I think if you why, just go in, not? It's I think if yeah. you just yeah, just, there's what just if no you throw it and you throw it and it bounces off something else and then it bounces into the the hoop? Well, what was, what's it bouncing off of? The Audience. Audience. If it's outside of the court, then I think that's out of bounds. <laughs> Look at him. He's using a ladder. Just take the ball. Just take the ball. Uh, one other delight, one other very adorable sports thing. As, as Emily said, we were we were talking about sports a little bit because I went to a OC rain game at Seattle's ladies uh, basketball. League. Oh, I have a funny j- story about that too. Go ahead. And I was and Emily doesn't know anything about sports. I'm in Seattle. dumb. And I was telling her about how uh, the the world's or at least America's premier uh, female sports couple, Sue Bird and Megan Rapino, who are married. I love them. And live in this city. Uh, and in sh- and they're like two of the greatest athletes of all time, and they're married. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. And em- Emily was very blown away by this fact. And then she goes, "Where did they meet? At a big sports party?" <laughs> but like, I mean, <laughs> this is one of my favorite things I've ever heard. I just can't believe that two such powerful women in athleticism are together. Like, that's just so stupid. It's just it like too, it's just like too much good vibes. <laughs> I think everybody feels that way. I was, Every time I was anybody like hears so, about that, they go, "Really?" I was just like, ah. I was just like so in awe. Oh yeah, they're and they cute. live. They're, they're practically next cute. door. They're probably like over there, like across the street. <laughs> oh my god, right they now. co-hosted the ESPYS. Yes, they're very famous. I could have done that. <laughs> they went to the Nickelodeon. Ladies, stand aside. They went to the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. Sure. Kids oh, chose them. Yeah. I, they better not break up. I'll be hard. Do you want to hear my ridiculous Seattle rain story that is even more embarrassing than Emily not knowing any of that Absolutely. stuff? Absolutely. I'm not embarrassed. Well, you know what I mean. Like, you know. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, So I was having a – this was about a year ago. I was talking to some people. They were like, oh, we're going to go to the Seattle rain, you know, soccer match tonight or whatever. And I'm like, oh, it's a pun. Like, I had no idea for years. <laughs> yeah. It's because it's R E I G N. But it rains in Seattle all the time. Oh, the Seattle rain. I thought it was just the rain. No, it is. It's it's It's, R E I G N. I know, but I thought when you told me that it was R A I N, it was literally spelled R A I N. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, it's a pun, and then it was like, yeah, they were laughing, and then, and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm the last person to figure this out, aren't I? I would have a hundred. Well, I would have hundred. So. I would hundred percent have been in the same boat, except for the fact that I was a Sonics fan when I was a kid, and Sean Kemp's name was the Rain Man, and that's yeah, how it was spelled. Okay. So it was like a play on that. Well, and that's the Seattle Sports Corner for this episode. <laughs> Suspense is killing a sports machine. In effect. Oh my God, you guys! They wore matching pajamas on Christmas. Yes, they're awesome. I love them. They're like the but best. They were weirdly Ronald McDonald inspired pajamas. No one knows why. <laughs> uh, All right. Okay. Time, All right. Time for business. Buckle up. Well, Don't... speaking of couples. <gasps> oh. Wow. <Bam>. Boom. <laughs> Three points. We were. It was right there the whole time. We had it. He Goal. made that. Free he made that free throw. throw. Thank God. Yeah. Oh. Three uh, out of eleven now. So that yeah. was a slam dunk. <laughs> that is, wow. That's right. <laughs> it's right, Emily. Woo. Wow. Amazing. 
We're all on one this morning. It's we're on one. We're at, we're at our best. Uh, but yes, we're we're doing an episode called Couples Therapy. Couples Therapy. It's uh, three it, movies about couples in trouble. Two home invasion movies. One that's sort of one's like a motel invasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's their home for that night. But it's it's couples couples in rocky relationships whose whose Dealing marriages are are possibly or not or possibly saved or not by uh, trauma. Their troubles have been manifested into violent, awful things that happen to them. Yes, I guess this is. I don't. I don't think this constitutes a spoiler. But I did think it was interesting that in every single case in these movies they. Push, they worked through it in the end. Yes. Like this traumatizing event that happens in the movie helped. It brings them closer, it brings together. Them closer together. It's trauma bonding. You yeah. you know, you go through something with someone like that, and you, you got to hold on to them a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, in the movies. In the know. movies. In the movies, for sure. <laughs> Sometimes uh, you're just like, all right, bye. Let's was... not talk or ever about this again. And in every case, in every case, you're like, these people shouldn't be together. No. Yeah. Well, some more than others, I suppose. But well, uh, certainly in the last geez. movie, yeah. Um, you're like, they're like, oh, I'll never leave you. And you're like, oh man, that's too bad. Yeah, it's too bad for everybody. <laughs> they almost, they almost <laughs> did the right thing and got divorced. Uh, so what do we got today? We're doing. We're starting with 2003's truly a movie that time forgot. Cold Cut Cold, Manor. Cold Creek Manor. Cold Cut Manor. Cold Cut Manor. <laughs> I this wish has been recommended I could a go lot. for some cold cuts, dude. I'm down for some cold I'd like cuts. Like some right deli meats. Uh, cold Cut Manor. Uh, by uh, by equally forgotten director Mike Figgis. Mike fucking Figgis. Like I, I was talking about this uh, the other night when I was watching it on Twitter, and, and people, somebody came back. I think it was Jeremy Smith. Was like, uh, this guy totally like he was he was hot for a while with like infernal internal affairs. And like Stormy Monday and uh, uh, leaving Las leaving Vegas, Las Vegas, Las Vegas was the big and then one. he just entirely crawled up his own ass. And <laughs> he did like that. What was that? The the really pretentious one that began in like the fucking Garden of Eden and shit. Oh it was, right, like, the history of the sex sexual and... history of blah blah blah. Yeah, <laughs> where people like you'd see the previews and it'd be like, is that Adam? Or it's like the Eve? loss of sexual innocence. The loss of like sexual innocence. <laughs> and he did that. He did that one night called. stand movie, which was not very good. Didn't he do the one with the four quadrants? Yes, time code. That movie's insufferable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely. Insane. It's, some, it's somehow worse than that Steven Soderbergh digital movie, Full Frontal. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like four stories happening all at the same time, and it's all shot like an episode of Twenty Fours, like bumpers. It's so bad. Figus was one of those guys who was ready to crawl, who was just poised for the moment he could crawl up. Yes, he did too. the terrible music for this movie too. He does the music. Yeah, that's. I think that says a lot. He did. I think that, he did the music for Leaving Las Vegas. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually. A lot of the time he does he's one of those guys he's like carpenter like most of the time he does the music for his own movies and most of the time it's like jazz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but you're this like, it's like the great. most generic kind of It's just like really bland, like standard like thriller music and, and then and at the end it says music by Mike Figgis and you're like, "Oh, okay." I mean, yeah, it, the score was pretty pretty that was crazy really and essential. I thought it was like from a licensee, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's I just know. like he bought it from like a clip art store. If it was an, a, a typical Mike Figgis score, it would be like or like a sexy sax, just fuck it. yeah, like just jazz. <laughs> anyway, so Cold Cut Manor from 2003, 2000 what seven? Vacancy, uh, vacancy yeah. 2007, and then 2011's Joel Schumacher Opus Trespass. Not that trespass, the, the other, other one. trespass. We'll get to the other one later. Yes, we will. <laughs> Very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, some good but, news. But um, Cold Creek Manor. It's all this stuff. It's all things from the family that lived here before. I'm studying the history of Cold Creek Manor. Cold Creek 
into. Do you know anything about the people who lived in the house before us? Where do the wise? Don't stir things up. One family's past. Oh my God. Holds the clues to his family's fate. Mom, come here. What is this? The house was just a shell, right? You live in it for a while, then things change. Yeah, Cold Creek Manor. So what, what's what's this about? This is also the one of the the one of the three that isn't ninety minutes or less. It's too long. It's pushing it's it. It's literally two hours long. It's two hours long. But ah! I, I gotta say, I didn't hate it. I think de- defying defying the odds, I don't hate this movie. It's I didn't, kind of I incredible. I didn't hate it either. And I this is the only one of the three that I had never seen before. It has a, it has enough going for it that I found it amusing. However, I was definitely checking my watch. Dude, Dennis yeah. Quaid kind of bothers me. He always just kind of Dennis Quaid is me. bad. I love Quaid in this. I don't Ugh. like looking at Dennis Quaid. His, something's off about his face and how he acts. <laughs> He's a bad actor. <laughs> just like, he always just kind of rubs me the wrong. Have you guys, there's another movie he's in where he plays like a guy who rents out his house. It's, it's kind of a Pacific Heights scenario almost. Oh yeah, the roommate or something he's like something that. Something like that. He's good in that because he plays a fucking But he's a psycho. psycho, yeah. And, oh, speaking of which, this is written by the guy who wrote The Vagrant, which we did. I love That's The Vagrant. That's so weird. And if you know that, I feel like, I, once I noticed that, I've started, I'm watching the movie, I'm like, I think this is supposed to be funny, but Mike Figgis got a hold of it and turned it into a drama, yeah. and now it's not funny no, anymore. No, because there are parts, in parts it of it that, that, shot, that are like, be. they're comedy. They have to be. Especially with that like, score, with, with but like paired with his like yeah, like, yeah. I mean oh there, there, there's like a there's a part that I think is going to be the centerpiece of what we're talking about yeah. uh, that that I'm I'm not so sure, but then there's def- there's lines in it towards the end where you're like that's yeah that's a joke yeah, but it's but they're at not not jokey moments. So I, it's, I enjoyed Stephen Dorff and Juliet Lewis, even though Juliet Lewis criminally wasted in this. Oh movie. yeah, Juliet Lewis in the Juliet Lewis role. Uh-huh. Dude, after after just watching her in hysterical blindness, which I absolutely love seeing her in this, I was just like, more please. Yeah, and also playing like kind of a variation on the same character as in hysterical blindness. Yeah, yeah that's too bad. Juliet Lewis was fully formed at this point too. I don't know what happened because it's. Such, I mean, it's I like feel like she was an entity unto herself. She's always been. Yeah. Great. But it's but like to to waste her in that man. I mean, she's in it and she gets to be Juliet Lewis and she has a couple moments. But it's just sort of like, damn, Juliet Lewis in yeah. that role. Uh-huh. Okay, disappointing. It's disappointing for I mean, disappointing for us as audience members because we don't get to see her do her thing really. I think mm-hmm. it a lot. Well, here's the thing. I think in a lot of the cases, the, at least the three leads of this movie, mm-hmm. uh, Dennis Quaid, Sharon Stone, and Stephen Dorff, it's all like that's not our first choice. Dennis Quaid is never anybody's first choice. He's always <laughs> he's like fourth choice at he's best. He's a veteran of this podcast, though. Oh, I, yes, and to, to, and that's why I can say very confidently that I think he's a very bad actor. <laughs> oh, we got we got a young case too in here. Yeah, baby case too made me very happy. Case too. She's just perfect. Though. She's great. I just she's love her. Su- she's such a perfect angry teen, and I just love her so much. This is why I like the Twilight movies. <laughs> like she's she, some people don't <clears throat> some people don't vibe with Kristen Stewart. I guess I just I watch her in those Twilight movies, cool. and I'm like this woman is absolutely the 
perfect bitchy disaffected teen girl. <laughs> yes, she does. She does it well. Have you seen Zathura? Oh my god! Well, I love that movie for so many reasons. I actually do. You actually? Because I one hundred percent. No, I like think it's it great. That's John Favreau's best movie. <laughs> it's so good. Wow. Space Jumanji, fucking rules. Yeah, Space Jumanji, and the special effects are so cool. Yeah, for sure. Pa- Patreon, let's do Zathura. <laughs> and it gets weirdly harrowing too for for a kids yeah, movie. Man. We're like, I think, it's, I think it's like Frozen. I think Kevin and I watched that together when we were roommates. We were like, "Holy shit, is this great?" <laughs> I think I remember. I think I remember that. Uh, but like, also, Stephen Dorff what, was probably the eighth choice. Yeah, uh, for which the is too bad because I'm a big I'm a big Dorff aficionado. Not just of Stephen Dorff, but the the Tim Conway character Dorff. So <laughs> wait, what else is this guy? I love Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff. I mean, he was in Somewhere. He's the dad from oh, Somewhere. Yeah, he he's is. the villain villain in Blade. He's the True most Detective famous for being three. the villain in Blade. I think he's he's a child star. He was in The Gate I when he was a little kid. It's weird. I think he has a very nice, attractive face. But then when he took his shirt off, he's just like too, he was just like he too is ripped and like leathery. Absurdly ripped in he this. Like it's hilarious. Leathery and like just greased, and I'm just it just like it was like so so much that it went back around, and I was kind of repulsed by him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind. Of, yeah, I think that that tracks. He's like too I'm, cut. I've always been a big fan, but then it's, I mean, since somewhere especially, really well, I love I him in that movie, and that's one of my favorite films. So. Yeah. And then I'm always he, happy to see him. And here's my theory: is that Sharon Stone is like was not their first choice either. But then they but they like married up. I bet she, right because it's Sharon Stone. So I bet they're, they're like, oh, we couldn't get our first choice. We couldn't get our second choice. But we got Sharon. St- oh shit! You yeah. know, like sometimes like Harrison Ford would be the guy. Right. That was like the ninth person that they got. We ended up with Harrison Ford. Yeah. Shit! How did that happen? And then and so I think Juliet Lewis was. I bet that they were like, we need a Juliet Lewis type. Because it's, <laughs> well, it's like call fifth her. or sixth lead or something like that, and they were like, "Would someone like who does a Juliet Lewis thing?" And they were like, "Can we get Juliet Lewis?" Yeah. And they're like, "No, no, Juliet Lewis is too big for this role." And she fucking did it. Well, so what happens in this movie? Uh, well, well, this family this lives family in lives the in New York City, bustling they're... urban, whatever. Yeah, bustling urban hellscape of New York City. Yes, Gotham. Yeah, as they call it for some reason sometimes. I thought that this was very funny uh, because this is one of the one of those movies where people move out to the country mm-hmm. and uh, you you get the ones where the country people move to the city and that's a nightmare. You get the ones where the city people move to the country Grass and that's a nightmare. Greener. But you always have to have a precipitating event that makes a person yes. go like, "We got to leave the city. It's fucked up." In Just the like city. in, in yeah. Hush when they when they stage the robbery yeah. and yeah. So Sharon Stone is on a business trip. She, we, we were introduced to her on a plane and I don't remember her, what her, exactly she does. Her, she's like works in uh, like. Public Publishing or advertising or something Real like that. Estate. Real she's, estate. She's yeah. trying to kind of get a promotion or whatever, and she has the option to get a promotion if she sleeps with her boss. Yeah, VP. She and he offers her. VP. And he's just like totally not like not coy about it at all. He's like, if you have sex with me, yeah, basically, I will give you a promotion. And she's like, let me call my husband hmm. real quick. <laughs> That's something to think about. And she's the breadwinner of this family. We learned very quickly. I think even in this conversation, he's like, what does your husband do for a living? She like, and she's like, he makes dumb documentaries for nothing. Yeah. He's a loser. She's not oh, yeah. putting it this way. Oh, he was but, like, yeah, I watched one of them. What does he do? And she was like, well, he does like all of it. He makes like documentaries <laughs> on a camcorder or something. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, also the, the answer to whether or not she sleeps with the boss is unresolved at this point. Mm-hmm. It's unresolved at this point. And Dennis Quaid is back at home and he's in charge of getting everyone ready for school and stuff. But Sharon Stone forgot to reset the alarm clock. So he's he's running late and it's all hectic. He's yeah. such a loser. He's, he, can't, he can't be mom. He, he's already like we are. He's already been introduced as like this this like feckless uh, he's not the breadwinner of the family. He just makes these dumb documentaries, and then he's like sleeps in. Yeah. And the kids are like, "We need to go to school," and he's like, "Ah!" 
you oh, can't God. do it. The kids are like, Ugh. Dad, Dad, I need a sandwich. You're like, what? What? I can't make a sandwich. <laughs> you can't do anything. Man, just sucks. This shit, this shit always annoys me just on a personal level because when I was a kid and I was in high school and junior high, I had to get up before my parents got up in order to get ready and catch the bus to school. Yes. Uh, wow. That is weird when you see that in movies and the parents are like f- quarterbacking the whole thing. Yeah, like this didn't happen to me. I was no. left on my own. I, packed- I was I was out of the house before my parents were awake. Yeah, I packed my own lunch. Yeah, I mean, like my I think by the time I was like six or something, my mom was like, "Here's how you pack a lunch. It's like it's fucking easy." Yeah, I wasn't. Interesting. My, my mom woke me up in the mornings and made my lunch and how took nice me to for school you. And- Took you to school? That must be nice. I never was on a school bus. Oh my! I walked. God. I think I've been on a school bus once in my entire life. Yeah, we. I would usually walk, but it was uphill both ways. They didn't put you on one of those fantastic best party bus. That was a school bus. No, they didn't have those last year. Oh, year Jesus before. Christ! Jesus fucking. They decided Christ. not to bring it back until Matt Lynch came back to. Uh, fantastic no, we'll see about that. But if any, if anything, not Den- this year. Uh, if anything, Dennis Quaid is a hindrance to this whole. The kids would be better off doing it themselves because he can't do it. He can't handle it. And, he, and and then he's driving the kids to school, and they're like, "Dad, Dad, I just wanted to say I love you." He's like, "What? Ah, shut up, everyone!" Ah. Like he just yeah. it's the the whole thing. He's cracking under the pressure. And then the little boy almost task. gets hit by a car. Yes. Well, because. Sharon Stone calls him talk, and talks <clears throat> to the kid on the phone, blah, 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 and she's just kind of like checking in, and he's like, you didn't set the alarm. Oh, now I'm late to school, blah, blah, blah. And while he's on the phone with Sharon Stone, the kid runs, his name's Jesse, he runs out and gets hit by a car almost. immediately. He gets almost hit by he's a car. He's like underneath the car, but like in between the two tires. Yeah, Dennis Quaid gets out and runs, like, oh, no, and he's like kind of sitting in front of the car looking like, oh, shit, that was close. And the, and this is where they're like, we've got to move out of the city, yeah. as if there aren't cars in the country. Uh, yeah, Not weird. as many. Like, well, you gotta, you, you gotta at least, if you're trying to get away from this, you need to move into M. Night Shyamalan's village. Well, this phone call in this moment will come back to be important later, but yeah. we'll, we'll mention it at the time, but it's really funny to me. Yes. But, uh, but this is very silly, where like they've been living in this city the whole time, and then a kid almost getting hit by a car, which is a thing that exists everywhere, means that they have to... And then he's going like... And it's like the kid's fault. Like you're, a, It's a child running out in front of traffic. It's not like the city's fault. You know what That's, I mean? It, yeah. Like you're, you're, usually it tell would be, your kid he needs to like really be careful. Like, yeah. In any other movie, it would be like a crime. It would be like a, a, a crime sort of thing where like... You know, they get robbed or something. Like, we gotta get out of the city with all the crime and shit. <laughs> and this, it's your little traffic. eight-year-old boy, like ran in front of traffic. Yeah, your kid can run in front of front of a tractor too. It's entirely possible. Um, but uh, but so in, so they decide to <laughs> because of this one incident, they decide to completely change their just lives. Just get the fuck out. And yeah, <laughs> easy, easy as that. They just uh, that. decide to. He goes. He goes. Just take the year off work. He says. And that. she's like, she's the okay. breadwinner. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just take the year off. Let's for this, year for off. this dud husband? Let's just take the year off. Uh, well, I mean, it's a clear later that they're absurdly rich. Yeah. And they bought, they bought a foreclosed house. Yeah, but like later Mansion. on. Manor, if you will. It's a manor. We'll, 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 we'll skip ahead a little bit just to say that uh, later on in the movie, as after baby Casey is having some, some difficulty adjusting to life in the country, they just buy her a horse. <laughs> 
Chester. Yeah. Poor uh, Chester. R.I.P. Chester, by I the way. Chester Sharon Stone is. was like uh, almost vice president. I mean, she was doing very sure, good sure. her job. But I mean, yeah, it's clear that they're they're very wealthy. But they they also throw in an ADR line when you you get like the helicopter shot of the car driving out into the country and one of the kids goes, Mom, how come we're able to afford such a big house? And she's like, well, you see, country uh, houses in the country are worth less than houses in the city. And yeah. so we sold, we sold our, our house, house in the city. And money. you're like, that, that tracks. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, we, I thought we that sold was our three-story brownstone in, in Manhattan. <laughs> We probably made four million dollars, yeah. and now we can like completely renovate this huge haunted manor, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And and they break onto the they break into <clears throat> it first. They, they, apparently, all this has happened before they even started house hunting. Yeah, they like packed up Very and strange. left, and then we're just like literally looking for yeah. a place. Well, to hope we find a house. <laughs> We've moved out. We're buying the first house we see. Where, Where are they? Are they just like uh, upstate New York? I'm guessing upstate yeah. New York. Yeah, that's usually where, that's where usually all the rednecks are. Uh, yeah, I suppose it's like you know, it's rural. It's movie. It's Jersey. movie rural. Yeah, could be um, Pennsylvania, Maine, Pen- yeah, Central Pennsylvania. So Central e- Pennsylvania. Either way, it's like a two-hour drive away from New York, wherever it is. I'm sure. But uh, so they, they they buy this foreclosed, dilapidated manor. It is cool. Yeah, I like this house. Uh, it's dilapidated, and it's uh, well, and they also break into it first. There's like a thousand little rooms. Yeah, a beautiful garden, a pool. It's full of mysteries because the the previous it's full family. Full of mysteries. It is the the previous family was like chased off essentially. So all the stuff is still inside. And all the stuff is still in including there, including personal like photos and everything, which is like like a bonus for Dennis Quaid because he's you know he's a big documentarian. Yeah. Quote unquote. I, I I think that this dude just shoots stuff with his camcorder and, this like, guy, and then like hobby. holes up. But yeah, it's absolutely. It's a hobby that his wife feels obligated to say as a profession because she's embarrassed. I think. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> I, mean, but, I mean, he's shooting the thing on a stupid, ca- like a little camcorder, and you're like, is this the movie? And he's just like sorting through other people's photographs. It's like it's like me when I'm at an estate sale and I see like a, a stack of old photographs. Am I a documentarian by yeah. flipping through them and maybe buying a few weird ones? It's true. I like all. I liked all of his accoutrement like there's a part where they have to uh, like excavate the old well like explore it yeah because maybe there's maybe there's dead bodies down there and these and he's got like this rope pulley system with a special plastic lining for his camcorder so he can like dip it into the well i mean this is what he does this is what he does with his ample free time and sharon stone's Stone's vast fortune i think he could at least get a nicer camera right girl boss of the whole situation (laughs) i mean mean, in 2003 that was probably a nice camera yeah, I suppose, but, but you, like, they're you'd not think shooting. Have, you'd think he'd have like a nice mini DV camera or something. If he's like making, if he's trying to make some legit, <laughs> if he's tr- legit right. trying to be a documentary, I mean, what theater is going to show cam- a camcorder I mean, documentary? I, uh, were you in watching movies in two thousand and three? This was a legit thing. Like, really, movie, movies were made on video all the time. Like what? Like, oh my god! Name one. Name, Name one. one. <laughs> so many. I mean, like we just we just mentioned Full Frontal, which was shot on prosumer no, video. But no, but this. I'm that, telling you, the documentary. That's like a real. That's like a real nice camera. Name two. He's got one of those. He's got one of those flip screen cams that, like, I could have uh, had. You flip well, it and I then you flip have. it again. How is that different now from owning like a nice DSLR? Uh, how is it different now from like Steven Soderbergh like filming shit on an iPhone? One hundred percent. Steven Soderbergh shot shit on an iPhone. Multiple films. Which ones? Like pretty much Name Ocean's one. Eleven. <laughs> Pre- no, pretty much everything he's made in the last few years has been shot on an iPhone. Oh, Steven Soderbergh. Uh, Come un- on. Unsane. Unsane, yeah. That was a good. Mm. One. Kimmy, I, like I believe one. Kimmy was shot on the iPhone. I think so too. Huh. 
Well, this is a different time, and uh, I, I think it's funner to think that, De- that Dennis Quaid is just basically just fucking around. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, and, for sure. Uh, noodling, as you, as you would say. Yeah, noodling. I mean, like, he shows up at this house. He, apparently, he has no other project going on. He's like, now I'm going to make a documentary about this house that I just moved into. And you're like, so you're just making documentaries about whatever's around you at any given time? <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, Dennis. So uh, they get in, they start uh, renovating the place, and they're feeling they're feeling pretty happy. Besides, the kids like it. The kid, well, the kids kind of like it. Uh, the youngest kid, Jesse, he he goes in his room. That he finds a, a whole closet with this with this kid's clothes in it, like this old army hat and some jackets and stuff, and an old like journal with weird poetry in it. I got the poem from the journal that belonged to this kid that used to live there, and the poem goes a little something like this. Roses are red. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hammerhead will find the weak. Hurl them down to rot and reek. Bash your skull. Hammer hand, sorry. Bash your skull and toss you in. Your pain is short. Your blood runs thin. The strong are spared to breed and spawn. It's true. Graze around the devil's yawn. Bam, bam, bam. Another one. And this kid is troubled, is lightly troubled. That so was actually times... written by Glenn Danzig. <laughs> <laughs> Hammerhead, coming for you. <laughs> you want a hammerhead for me? Life is short, but your blood will be thin. Oh, I love the dancing impression, though. <laughs> uh, yes, but the kid, like, during moments of stress or whatever, will start, like, reciting ha- this poem. Which and, like, is Hammerhand will crush the weak. Yeah, and he's, like, wearing, <laughs> is, he's wearing the weird. kid's clothes and stuff. And then Kristen Stewart's, like, all, like, I don't get any... <laughs> I don't, I don't get any service on my cell phone. Yeah. She's obsessed with that flip phone. She's got a flip phone. <laughs> I guess you can text on it and maybe play Centipede. Yeah. <laughs> <Snake>. But uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it is kind of like, yeah. do you, yeah, you get your face buried in that flip phone? They go, of, go ahead. No, no, no you go. go. No, you. No, you go. No, you say it first. All right, I'm, I'm winning. Anyway, um, do you guys remember that this movie was sort of marketed like a haunted house thing, but is just not? Yeah. So like I at, this, I could, at I this point in the movie, that. you're like, is the kid possessed by Hammerhand? Like, what's Hammerhand? Oh, like, I totally is, thought is this was a ghost thing? Possessed. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But turns out, no. I thought no. it was going to be one of those things where it's like it kind of turns like Dennis Quaid is going to turn crazy and kill his family. That could work too. A very like not super super supernatural, but like kind of supernatural. You it's would think that a movie super? called Cold Cut Manor would have something like that. But. Yeah. But it is a spooky house for sure. Yeah. It could have easily been a ghost movie. <laughs> I wish it was about a deli. A haunted deli called Cold, cold Cut, cut Manor. Do you guys want to go in on a deli and call it Cold Cut Manor? I, I actually really do. Um, that, sign that up for like our Patreon, you guys, and help fund our deli, Cold Cut cold Manor. Cut it's Man- a sandwich food truck. It's only like under Manor. $5 a month. Sign up for our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good for starting a whole deli. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll give you one free cold cut. <laughs> one slice. <laughs> one slice of the, the best cold cuts but around. man, that cold cut. It's so melting your primo mouth. Primo Taglio ham. Ooh, that pastram. Mm. Knock you on your balls. The oh, the prosciutto. Jesus, don't get me started. Anyhow. Salam. So, uh, oh, yes. they, they end up meeting another couple. They go out to uh, the the bar slash general store slash basically everything. This is where that whole town gathers. And they meet another couple that's like actually really nice. And they have a daughter that's And they own the place. Yeah, they own the place. The Pinskys. 
and they have a daughter that's Kristen Stewart's age. They they get along, and the other couple kind of is also like, yeah, this town's full of like locals that they're not like the nicest people. We're still like they don't like so us. We're sending out Christmas cards. We're not getting any back. Blah, blah, blah. You know, the family that lived in the ha- in your house before you was a little. Ooh, well, we're not going to say much specific, but ooh, but yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, like we're that also sort of thing. we're also introduced to uh, the sheriff. And her sister, who is Juliette Lewis. The, Juliette the Lewis lady is... sheriff who is not Maria Bello, but should have been. Yeah, yeah it's, yes. a Mar- it's definitely a Maria Bello type. For sure. Yeah. Juliette she's Lewis sisters works... with Juliette Lewis. Does she work at the bar? She seems to work at, yeah, because it's also a also gas station. she also drinks at the bar. Mm-hmm. She works at the bar, she works at the gas station, she drinks at the bar, she hangs out at the I gas station. I think it's an all-purpose, like the bar and the gas are all in the gas station are all the same it's thing. General, the same thing. General yeah. store, little she's restaurant, introduced... diner, bar, gas station. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a small town. It's the kind of thing that you used to see in small and towns all the time. And that's where all the people. So, I mean, so... it kind of looked, if I didn't know that everyone in there kind of sucked, I would be like stoked to check it out. Everyone does suck. I mean, it's one of those small town bars, but it is interesting. Like you go in and buy like your milk, but then you'll look down and you'll see pe- people getting drunk in the bar part yeah. too. Well, it's later like on, wild. he literally has like two like cartons of milk. Yeah, and he yeah. sits down and then he takes like fifty and then he fucking gets shots. Ripped. Are you kidding me? Well, How many Mr. shots? Mr. Pinsky he takes? is like, "Come on, I'll buy you a drink. You better have a drink with these people. Buy a round, and everybody will and like it." And then everyone's it. like, "I'll buy you a drink." And then people just like, Mr. "I was Pinsky. like, there's so many fucking shots, and you're having about to drive home." Mr. Anyways, Pinsky, we'll it seems like a perfectly nice guy, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'll give you another shot. You're you're you are blind passing Mr. out." Mr. Pinsky drunk. is an enabler. He's there's absolutely... nothing to do. There's nothing to do in this town except for like. Get drunk, basically, or like ride horses. I got nothing against killing you with alcohol. Well, you can sure. also plant snakes in people's houses and stuff. Yeah, or well, like renovate the pool. Speaking of which, we should probably get to. I mean, like, like we were talking about how like there's feints at it being maybe supernatural, feints at it being some sort of mystery. It's not any of that thing. It's a blank no. from hell movie, and yeah. in this case, it is the like caretaker slash former so, resident former resident of the of, of, Cold of the house Manor. from hell. Yeah, and it's Stephen Dorff. Who inherited the house from his mysteriously ne'er-do-well father, oh. Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer, the cast in this movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And at first, Stephen Dorff is like pretending to be a nice guy. He's like, you know, I kind of need a job, but I know that house inside out, so maybe you can help me. I can help you renovate it. And- but, but he's you, also but like remember? kind of like, like he's like. He's a country guy, and he's a little—he's a little dirty. He eats with his mouth. He talks with his mouth. Yeah, yeah. He's a little, he's like, little class. And everyone's like, "Oh." This guy. But also, he's doing—he's doing the thing where, like, he's doing the thing that these these bad guys always do, and that they're like obsequiously nice, and you're like, "This guy's up to no good." Immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you do know? you remember like uh, the introdu- introductory shot of him? Yeah. Where he's—he's he's like he lets himself in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not his great. House. So he's like, <laughs> so he's like in Dennis Quaid's quote unquote so like studio. Off studio. Yeah. <laughs> Where he fucks around, yeah, and he's like looking at stuff or whatever, and then you get a shot of like Dennis Quaid coming up behind him because the kids have discovered there's a strange man wandering around the house, and you see Stephen Dorff's face in close up and Dennis Quaid behind him. Dennis Quaid's like, "Can I help you?" And Stephen Dorff like looks up and is like, "Ha, I'm evil." It's exactly then- <laughs> like when Beethoven is discovered in the in the family home. <laughs> there's so many parallels. Yeah, but he makes an evil face and then goes like. Hello. He like changes his face to be like, no, I'm nice. And then he's like, I'm just a nice guy who used to live here. I made some mistakes, and I understand that I was in jail. That ain't great. Uh, but I, you know, like I used to live here, and you I seem like a nice family. I know this house better than anybody. I know this house. This house got all kinds of little tricks and whatever. 
and my grandma made that built that pool in 1923. You're like, how old is your fucking grandma? That's that math <laughs> yeah. kind of doesn't. <laughs> was she like four when she built this pool? Um, yeah, his child yeah, labor he, laws are real different. He's back like, then. we can get you guys in that pool before Friday at the latest. And he, he sits himself down, and like like they, uh, Emily said, just eating noisily in front of him, and everyone's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? But in then, our he, house? but then he compliments the food, and it's like, okay, it was like Sharon yeah. Stone immediately. This is a poorly written character. She's very quickly like, I don't see why you got a problem with that weird hick that well, let himself into our house. They're trying to do a thing where like maybe she's into him, and it's yes, just, it, it, I'm not like, buying it. Absolutely because, like, not. Because like he is, a, he is hot. Right. Right. And also they're also like this is a small town. We're trying not to like make waves. Like everyone knows each other. Let's like you know it was his house. You know, and yeah. Like, yeah. we do have we do have all of his family photos just like in my husband's documentary study. It, it is using him. It is an extremely hard thing to relate to. I mean, they need it to happen for the movie to make sense. But you you see this, and he goes like, you know, I'm pretty creepy. I just let myself into your house. Uh, I vaguely menacing. Um, how about you let me hang out in your house around your children for like <laughs> yeah. a couple months and pay me for the privilege? And you just you just go like in in your head. You're like you say no. Say no. Yeah. yeah. Everyone would say no. But they felt Everyone guilty. would say no. Dennis Quaid felt guilty. They all felt guilty because they. Oh, okay. I feel like you could have iced half an hour out of this movie if they just said no, because then the movie can progress exactly as it goes. <laughs> You're 100 percent right. You know, oh, he's for like sure. now. Now he's mad because they won't uh, be nice to him or something. Yeah. I just wanted to be a good neighbor. That could have. They could have like completely lost an act. Uh huh. And then and then you got a 90 minute. God damn, you're right. I know. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> no, no, man, that makes me mad. Yeah. Well, it should. Anyways, but Stephen, but uh, we would lose this one detail where Stephen Dorff's like that pool, and that the pool is practically a mud puddle at this yeah. point. It's a, in disrepair, and he's like, I can fix that pool for you, you know, whatever. And he does. And he literally does. At it first, looks at first great. I was like, he's just gonna like hang around and like kind of like get an excuse. But then he has like a team of workers, and they're actually like hardworking on like he's renovating the house. Incredibly skilled. It's like really nice of him. It's so weird. Yep, yep. And it seems to be very fast. They get it done pretty quickly. By Friday. The pool is working. Yep. And then later on, he goes, and I think it's true. He goes, that guy paid me $50 to fix his I know. Pool. You're like, 50 What? Wait, he paid him $50? That's what he says. That's what he asked for. And Dennis Quaid doesn't deny it. Yeah. Dennis Quaid's a piece of <laughs> shit. Yeah, We're this family about, definitely sucks. Like, I know this guy is... Bad, but he should have gotten paid more than that for that. Yeah. The pool looked great afterwards. Oh. This, got, is, this is, this is. I mean, yeah. I mean, with inflation, guys, it's seventy-five easy. And those <laughs> other guys that were helping him probably weren't all murderers or psychopaths, and like they worked hard too. Maybe they're what? looking for the treasure that lives inside the house. It's yeah. fucking crazy. I mean, it would, any any actual, it would actually shit. cost you fifteen thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, what to the have fuck? This done. It's very strange. Insane. Well, yeah, but then there is the part later where you see the renovated pool. It's just an inflatable kiddie pool in the backyard, like on the lawn. It's, it's true. It costs Wait, way less. Sure, than $50. Are you sure they weren't saying like fifty, like fifty k, no, fifty like hundred? No, no 50. he says fifty dollars, and because he, he's saying it during this monologue to like the the country store people to like yeah. to like turn them against him. They that. only pay me fifty dollars. It is nuts. He could be lying. But Dennis Quaid's right there. Oh, that's Dennis, right. he Dennis Quaid it. doesn't yeah. go like, no, no, I didn't. That's some He's fucking like, yeah, privileged. Yeah. I paid you fifty hundred dollars. I think so he sad. literally calls him Mr. City Slicker in this monologue too, which I agree with. Yeah, that this guy's slicking shit. all he is up and down the city. He's way worse than those Billy Crystal and Bruno Kirby. <laughs> uh, 
But that's that's like one of the fun things about this movie is that it's Mike Vickis, so it sort of seems legit. It has the patina of seeming like a serious regular movie. Yeah, I don't know and then there's that. these nice use of patina, though. Thank you. And it has these silly, just these silly details in it where you're like, what? Yeah. What kind of world is this? The uh, it's weird. We progress pretty quickly from there to like snakes in the house. The snake. We want to just get to the snakes in the house. That's definitely the best scene in the movie. Well, first we get a one snake in the pool, mm-hmm. and everyone freaks out. And Steven Dorff's like, "Hey, this this snake isn't bad. The snake's not poisonous. You got to learn how to be around snakes if you're in the country." And he like shows the whole Everybody family, and they're the like, "Okay." Um, we also, I think. I think uh, she gets the horse at this point, too. Mm-hmm. She has the horse. Yeah, they buy her the they horse. They buy her a horse. The horse. Yeah, she, lo- she loves the horse. Of course, of course. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, come on. And that does, that does come, come, in, on. come into play later. For, remember that like a like little subplot? Anyways, um, we, need, we need to get to the part where, like, I think just vaguely because Steven Dorff is just hanging around a lot and he's got his shirt off and we're, we are talking, like, Marvel cut. He's so got he's got gross. the cum gutters and everything. Like it, oh. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> that's what they're called. He looks oh, like a, he, his, I, I have not heard that one his before. His skin cum is like a it's like a <laughs> Oberto pepperoni stick <laughs> texture. It's it's like greasy but like he's tender always, meat. Yes, he's always oiled. <laughs> It's really gross. He's got those Oberto pepperoni comb gutters. <laughs> That's so gross. OPCGs. OPCGs. Got those OPCGs. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Which instantly, I mean, he That's has a, a hot new, face. That's a new brand that you get at fucking T-Mobile Parks. It's those new sausages <laughs> that they have great. there. Yeah, let me get the uh, cum let gutters. Let me get the Oberto pepperoni comb gutter, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's gross. Uh, he's gross, but he's cut. I mean, you got to give him, like, due respect to Dorf for putting in the six hours a day in the gym or whatever it takes to uh, to make this happen. It's, it's kind of shocking. Much. It's too much. Tim Conway is the worst. <laughs> Guys, Absolutely. Stop saying that. That's why he couldn't stop cracking up on the Carol Burnett show. <laughs> okay. Anyhow. Uh, Yes. So like so everyone's it, it, like soundly sleeping and doing their own shit in the house. And well, ba- basically, bef- before we get to that moment, uh, D- Dennis Quaid basically like somehow indirectly fires Stephen Dorff just because he doesn't like him hanging around, I guess, or maybe he thinks he's making goo goo eyes at his wife, which he is. Which he is. And then he and then, but he do- he somehow fires he, he fires him indirectly somehow. I thought he does that after the snake attack. Uh no he <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't because, care. Because because Stephen Dorff helps them all out of the house and stuff. He does help. Yeah, but why and then he after the snake attack in the first place? I don't know. Either way, we just let's just do the snake attack. We do know that it happens and it's yeah. great. Yeah, the snakes are coming out of the ceiling and stuff. They're everywhere. Yes, and it's the same because uh, I, I just watched Snakes in a Plane <laughs> recently. Why? Because it's funny. Well, mm. there's, no, I can't, it is. I can't excuse it. Um, <laughs> but there, but like even Snakes in a Plane is like. Snakes don't just like attack people. Snakes yeah. are just c- on a plane. We've, we've got to come up with an excuse for why these snakes would be like lunging at people all the time. And they do, in snakes on a plane, there's like a pheromone that they're releasing that's oh, driving yeah. the snakes crazy. And that's but they, there's no ex- explanation for why the snakes are but so are, antagonistic in this one. Are they even though? Because I feel like they're either just falling or they're slithering, and people are accidentally touching them and then freaking out. Sometimes they're jumping out at them. 
I, f- I no, they're more like falling out of cabinets and stuff like that. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Dennis Quaid is like, oh, no. But this is, but this is where it's like, it seem, it feels like a comedy. And it movie. happens all at once in every single room. Every single person of this family is all of a sudden being attacked or like just running into snakes. Everybody gets their own individual snake and attack. And they're running into different rooms. I, I compared it to the camping scene in Temple of Doom. Like, that's the chaos. <laughs> yeah, that totally. It it's, it's exactly like it's that exactly because like that. They, they, you, know, you go, ah, and then run in another direction and it's Snake ah. goes, and you go, ah! And Dennis, at a certain point, Dennis it's the Quaid whole family. Just like scream- Everyone's just like screaming. But it's the whole family, like all four of them bunched up in, in yeah. a scrum, running around in the house, all <laughs> screaming at the same time, and like pointing and stuff, and you're like, this is just like this is comedy. And instead of leaving the house, they go up to the room. <laughs> it reminded me of uh, the Simpsons episode where Sideshow Bob is Cape Fear, and they're on the boat. And like Bart is trying to get yeah. away from Sideshow Bob, and he runs down one end of the boat, and there's Sideshow Bob with a uh, knife. And then he runs down the other end of the boat, and there's like a horrible snarling alligator in the uh, water. And he's like, ah, oh, and he runs back, and there's Sideshow Bob, and he runs back, and he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it reminded me the most of uh, of that scene in Wet Hot American Summer, where Joe Latruglio <laughs> yeah. and Janine Garofalo are like, we've got to find the phone. Where's the fucking phone? <laughs> and they're just trashing that like that cabin and everything. Yeah. It's just like sustained hysteria. It reminded us of three cooler, better things. Mm. And there's a part, and there's a part in it that that really had me howling, where they go into another room and there's like these wires coming out of the ceiling, and they oh go, my ah! God. and someone goes, no, it's a wire, it's a wire. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing, like it was supposed to be comedy. Yeah. It was and full of cans, ma'am. It was full of cans, ma'am. It was cans, ma'am. The scene was just, it was so hilariously bonkers. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It's, it, it was incredible. I think this, this was the point in the movie where I was kind of like, all right, I don't hate this. Yeah, I mean stuff like, like okay, I mean stuff okay. like that. It was deli- I mean, it's stupid, and I don't think it was. I think it was supposed to be scary. Well, then I mean, we, man, there's that, there's this sort of middle period of the movie that sort of starts with the snake attack and ends with them finding the horse drowned in the pool. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where I was like, okay, all right, but wrap it up. So after the snake attack, they're all on the roof, and Stephen Dorff and like his buddies like come up and like and like help them Kessler. out of the house, and and they're. They're pretty nice. Like they're we'll nice. Get you out of here. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, don't don't like, look. Don't worry don't about look. it. Yeah. And I mean, he's being pretty. I'm like, he's been pretty nice, you know. But Dennis Quaid like takes a look at him at the end, and it's just like, he I get him. He put the snakes in my house, and then he fires him, and this and this and this basically sends Stephen Dorff on the full. I mean, he's already putting snakes in their house, so it really doesn't matter. He's already do <laughs> seems like he's already if, pretty do antagonistic. We know for sure, he put those snakes in the house. Did he put that snakes on a plane snake pheromone into the house to drive the snakes crazy? That's Maybe it was question. just whacking day. It could have been whacking day. Yeah, they didn't de-snake the house before they moved all their shit in. Yeah, they they, did, they should have put somebody put down some speakers into the floor and turned the subwoofer way up. That's why all the snakes <laughs> leave came into the house. all the That's snakes, snakes <laughs> alone. I love uh, the sexy slither of a lady snake. Of a lady snake. Oh yeah, so good. I know what you're uh, <laughs> oh, you can probably guess. <laughs> Nixon comes up and he's got the snakes too. <laughs> Mr. Burns had somebody kill the yeah, snakes I for him. It uh, it's always the Simpsons, Emily. Yeah, Sorry, I, I figure it is. But basically, just imagine imagine you're being imagine being a woman that's dating one of us. Yeah, it's constant for these poor ladies. My well, face right now, you guys. I really, like... I really try to avoid the Simpsons references. But I mean, Christy but I, they probably happen. has the same. Frame. She's probably seen a bunch of them too, though, right? I don't know. No, Christy's not a Simpsons fan. I don't think so. All right. Yeah, I try to keep it to a minimum, but it happens. Yeah. I mean, what can you do? I am what I am. Right. The Simpsons. That's also a Simpsons yeah. quote. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Doc? Simpsons. Simpsons. Simpsons did it first. 
Um, but yes, so basically, we need just need to get into Stephen Dorff's end game here. Like he, he gets pissed that, that he's already pissed. He put the snakes in the house. He's an angry now guy. he's f- pissed that he gets fired. The another signature scene in this movie is like a confrontation between the two of them at the bar. Uh-huh. Oh, this bar and this scene is, the, is great. This is like maybe the second funniest scene in the mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, and this is where Juliet Lewis like is already. So the Mr. Pinsky is the bartender, owns the whole store or whatever, and Juliet Lewis is stumbling drunk. Okay, but before that, he's on two. We he, Dennis Quaid goes there to get milk and go home. He's yes. got two milk. And cartons. Mr. Pinsky, is that his name, Mr. Pinsky? Mr. Pinsky, yeah, is, like Doctor Drew. It's like, hey, you know, you got you can't like start shit with Dale. Like we, you should all, you should buy a round of drinks for everyone. Like, come on, yeah. make peace. Yeah, I mean, he's he's. Right, he's like no conflicts. Like this is a small town, whatever. Nobody, nobody seems to think Dale's as much of a psycho as he is. Oh, also, well, he did just come out from jail. So came maybe out from no jail. Seen and it, I think it also sh- we should point out that Dale once had a family. Right, but that hasn't really come up yet. It doesn't come up much. We've considering... seen pictures of them, and it's alluded to that his wife left with the children. And yeah, left wife him. left him with the children, and that's very sad. For but him. then Dennis Quaid goes and has an interview with Christopher Plummer, and it's like, wait a second. Yeah, Christopher Plummer's a mean, cantankerous old. Yeah, and he's uh, saying all this crazy dad. shit, but he's also like on painkillers yeah, and yeah. he's eating chocolate covered cherries. Chocolate that was very yeah, funny. He was gross. That's fun stuff too. I'm, I don't know. I'm telling you, the movie's kind of fun. Yeah, that's I'm kind of. I'm liking this movie. Part. This is one of those movies where we're talking about. I'm liking it a little more because yeah. we're talking about it. It's so. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and so, anyways, this. So, so now, Dorf is super mad at him. Julia, like first, Juliet Lewis comes up to him, and she is. Barely, barely upright, and sits next to him at yeah. the Quaid at the bar, and is like, "Mr. Pins, Dr. Drew Pinsky, can I get another shot of alcohol?" He's like, "Hell, hell, have two. I don't give a shit." Mr. Pinsky's like actually like <laughs> responsible for like seventy percent of the deaths in this county. Yeah. <laughs> that's why the town doesn't like him. He doesn't even make a face of going like, "Oh, I don't know." He's just like, "Yep." Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go, woman who's already should be in the hospital. Well, do you think in these small towns, though, there are actually less drunk driving accidents because there are less people on the roads? I don't per know. Per capita? I doubt it. I bet there's more but there's per more, capita. There's more space for you to kind of weave? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to think about the culture, the drinking culture. I'm, you know, always, it's, I'm it's often just trying to think about like, culture. Like when... You know, when you go camping or you go somewhere and you see that like one dive bar and there's nothing for miles around, like, and mm-hmm. people are all par- there's a parking lot, you know, because mm-hmm. like you're not walking, you're not Ubering, and those places are busy. Yeah, but people get trashed there. Sure, people are drunk driving. Look, I don't know how it works. People are drunk driving all the time, you guys. They love it. <laughs> it's a cultural thing for them. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's it because the, respect, cop- respect the cops the are. I mean, the cops are in there drinking too. Yeah, every, literally, yes. Yeah. Oh, people are, well, at this place, people are all, everyone's blackout drunk all the time because Mr. Pinsky has no compunction about serving. I want to go to a bar now. But this is, this is I'm Juliet. I'm going to the bar later on. You want to come to Ballard? Maybe. Okay. We'll but this is Juliet Lewis, and she leans over to Dennis Quaid with the, the last lingering amount of her co- coherent speech before <laughs> she completely blacks out or whatever. She's like, don't fuck with him, or he'll rip your fucking head off. And he's like, ugh, and he, he drinks a shot. He he drinks like eight shots over Dude, the course. it's insane. I, I kept being like, Ow, what, what? Like, it just kept, because he, he buys everyone a shot, then he gets a shot, and then he gets her a shot and him a shot, and then he does it like four more times. And then, then Dorf comes over and he's like, Dorf is he's being intimidating, but he's like, have a drink with me. And then he's like having he's like, an okay. intimidation shot with Dorf. He's just there to get milk. Everybody is getting. I couldn't believe he was upright. Everybody's getting drunk. If like he it, has a, even a sip of that milk, it's Puke City, too. <laughs> it's, it's like apocalypse. And he doesn't drinking. forget the milk either. He like. No, he remembers like, the milk. Yeah. 
But Anyways. when 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 Juliet Lewis comes up to him and she's just like a fucking mess and she's like, "Don't get a fucking shot with Dale," I was like, "Marry me, baby." <laughs> Dude, it was like the best. She, it was the best she's been in the in the movie. I, I mean, mean, she's yeah, she's. I'm uh, just saying that even even in complete sloppy drunk no, mess mode, so well. I'm like, yeah. I love you. She's like, way, she's, she's way beneath, so hot. She's way beneath this role, but she's also Juliet Lewis, and she's doing her. her she's giving she's it her just, all. It's magic. She's so hot. I'm not give aware me, of. Give me a woman like that, please. I'm not aware of Juliet Lewis like. <laughs> Half-assing a role. No, I don't no. Think she does but I'm that. not even talking about Juliette Lewis, the actress. I'm like that lady. I'll that take lady it. specifically. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I can it. barely walk. <laughs> and this this scene culminates with, of course, Stephen Dorff like punching her in the face, and then and then punching everyone in the face. He's oh, like punching her sister, everyone. Her sister. And he's doing a wind up. Is like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does this and then. <laughs> That one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Little fake outs and stuff. Oh, man. He's speed bagging somebody's ball sack. It's, it's hilarious. Her sister, the sheriff, is there, pulls Come a gun on him, sacks. and is like, don't ever fucking touch my sister again. Don't like, ever yeah, don't ever punch her. everybody in this city again. Stop punching. Get Stop out of here. Stop punching everyone. <laughs> and then if, He's but, punch drunk. And then but, but people will still go like, I didn't know he had that in him. <laughs> like later on, it's like, he just punched everyone. <laughs> like, what is <laughs> He seems like a real psycho. Yeah, I don't think he could ever kill anybody. But also, we don't know how just often, punch we everybody. don't know how often these like bar brawls happen in this small town either. It's also just like their their form of entertainment. Yeah, you know, we have uh, well, Yodel and Zeke and Butterball Jackson were in town, and we didn't have a choice. <laughs> in the big city, we have our yoga and kombucha, and there <laughs> they punch each other in bars. I mean, it's different culture. It's beautiful in its way. <laughs> we have our avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have avocado toast too. Yeah, that's universal. It's, except it's molasses, <laughs> molasses on a shingle. It's just Wonder Bread. It's not really like fancy artisanal toast. But the avocados are still there. Uh, we're being classist. It's great. More classism on this show, please. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, rural culture is beautiful. Sure. Hey, I come from the I come from hey, the sticks, look, man. Whatever, whatever you need to say to make yourself feel better about your horrible classism. <laughs> So eventually, um, eventually, uh, Dennis Quaid gets out of there with his milk. <laughs> he's, and he's hammered drunk now. And he doesn't forget that. He's just like, I gotta get home with the milk. He's so drunk, he like and he's passes mad. out on the couch. He's mad and he drives crazy home and he hits a deer on the way home. <laughs> yes. He hits a deer. And then he wakes up and uh, Kristen Stewart's screaming that there's something in the pool. Some, there's something in and the pool. And there's like blood all over his, the front of his car. very clearly a horse in the pool. <laughs> Fucking R.I.P. So, Steve, so Stephen, this is all Stephen Dorf. The movie's for some reason a dwarf is a dwarf. Keeps on like going. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's something else is going on. But there's nobody else it could be. Yeah. There's nobody but else. They, has been... But they think that Dennis Quaid got drunk and because they know he hit something with his car and they think he hit Chester. Yeah, and put, and, and put him and in the pool. Yeah, him in the, co- the pool. yeah, the car's in front of the house. The pool's like seventy feet away. So I think the idea is that he he just hit the car. Co- and then he just hit drove the... Chester into the pool. But no, he hit the, co- the the horse so hard that it went flying. Dude, into horses, the are pool. Like, horses are like 7,000 Which pounds. Which is also yeah. funny. But he hit him really hard. It's uh, very clear from the shot of the horse in the pool that the horse is just standing upright in the pool. <laughs> you know? It's a silly, it's a funny looking shot. It's really it's funny. Kind of a like funny the, head, the horse's head is under the water, but it's just its back. You know, It's like not on its side or anything yeah. like that. It's just standing. It's Do horses super dead. die standing up? Even Horses even die standing up. I don't know if that's. I don't know. I, I don't know anything noble about creatures. horses. Noble creatures. I don't know anything about noble horses. Noble creatures. This then this horse's name was Chester, by the way, too. So because he was probably a important. Chesterfield. It's probably named after the cigarettes or the Cheetos. Oh. Or the Cheetos guy. Both. It's named after both cigarettes and Cheetos. Well, the Cheeto flavored cigarettes are very good. 
And then the cigarette-flavored Cheetos are even better. <laughs> it ain't easy That's having so a delicious, weird. smoky, fl- smoky so flavor. Good. I am in flavor country now. Flavor country. Horse is dead for and is this cigarette-flavored <laughs> Cheetos. <laughs> It's not flavor town, it's flavor country. <laughs> if people will eat those flaming hot ones, I think they'd go for the cigarette flavor ones. Well, the 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 the, the Cheeto flavored cigarettes, they're regular cigarettes until you crush the thing at the end of the filter and now it tastes like Cheetos. I love this. We got the deli Cheeto crushes. We're we're coming oh out of this God. with some million dollar inventions here. Uh, once again join our Patreon <laughs> to fund these cigarette flavored Cheetos and the Cheeto flavored cigarettes. Mm. And and the cold the cold cut deli. And cold cut manner. Cold cut manner. <laughs> And the Rachel Vice T-shirt. It's coming. I swear it's to God. It's coming. I swear it's, to God. It's all coming. Uh, yes. And so, and for for a brief moment, this is what's happening in the movie. But it's disposed of pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, we get to <clears throat> Stephen Dorff's End Game, where we've got to have a, a showdown with, with Dorf. And he and he basically uh, in the they're, rainstorm. They're, they're unraveling a mystery here too, because like Dennis Quaid finds a retainer in the ground and Ew, that puts was all gross. The, and a tooth and a tooth, and he puts a all tooth? the pieces together that, that Stephen Dorff killed his whole family. Yep, and that's where you get a lot of like psychological subtext. It, all this stuff is really crammed in here because Stephen Dorff is like my my wife. She was a whore. My wife. My wife was a whore, and she was fucking all the dudes in town, and and so I killed her and my kids because whores is bad and you know, whatever. You know, you know this kind of thing. Dennis Quaid sends his family. Sort of Dennis before. Quaid sends his family like back to the city while he like kind of unravels this mystery. Yeah, weirdly, weirdly he, wise for for this guy. But at the same time, <clears throat> he's like stumbling through this house. I think the power went off or something, and he's like still trying to like uncover clues. And his wife had like snuck back, and in a super fucking funny ass scene, he sees movement behind a sheet and punches his wife in straight the, in the punches face. her in the face. And it's his wife, and he's like, <laughs> "Fuck!" I'm telling you, the guy who wrote this thought he was writing a comedy. He was oh, probably trying to make this like heightened thing, like the Vagrant. Yeah. yeah. And then it got turned into something way That's more serious. Really interesting, because the, the Vagrant we we covered it months or years, probably years ago, and and it's a real, it's a straight up comedy. Yeah. Type of thing, and this movie has moments like that, like him punching. Yeah, I mean it's just funny. Absolutely, and she's just like there, and she's like, "I just wanted to come back and help you." <laughs> she says, "I got two speeding tickets on the way on the way driving back." It looks like she's gonna die too. She's like, she's just <laughs> like laying down. And he's face. like, he's like cradling her head, and she's well, like, we, "I love you." Oh, we forgot we forgot to mention the part where she where they're having like a big fight. It's after the horse thing because he got That's drunk. That's the couple's the therapy thing. part. Yeah. They, oh. have, they have the big fight, and she's like, "I was gonna get a promotion, but it was it was if I slept with my boss, and I didn't do it because you called me and said that our son almost got hit by a car." And you're like, that's why you didn't do it? No, and then he's like, were you going to do it? And she's, she's like, like, yes. Yes. Yep. yes. And you know what? And Go, for like, Go, for all, Go for her. Go for her. And Dennis Quaid's all mad and yelling at her and shit like that. And you're like, fuck I mean, you, good. Go for her Quaid. because she should take the promotion because Dennis Quaid sucks. But also, boss yucky, though. Dead boss yeah, is he's, yucky, he's too. He's gross, but like, if it was on her terms and she yes. held in control of it. Oh, for yeah. Her. I'm good. I'm, I'm all set for that. Also, though, you know that it wouldn't be the last time that guy tried to pull that shit on her. Yeah, but maybe she could switch it around and get him fired. She, yeah. Once she got the promotion. I believe in Sharon Stone. Can we get a power. sequel? Yeah, it's Sharon Stone we're talking about yeah, here. She doesn't figure it out. She'll know, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, all right. But that's that's the couple's therapy. There's a big like a screaming match between them two. Yeah. Uh, and, then if that, and that's the thing that they need to work through. 
So Dennis Quaid realizes the bodies are buried somewhere on the property. The devil's throat. And the devil's throat, which is mentioned in the poem, and it's something that their creepy-ass kid keeps saying. Christopher Plummer <laughs> says this in the, in the, the way, video. The kid finds the well, which is the devil's throat. Yeah. Why you would call a well that, I don't know. Because oh, apparently they like a dark, scary throat. Well, yeah, but apparently they made a sign because the kid finds oh, a piece like of the sign and it's just broken off like and it says evil. Evil, yeah. It's like, officially, like, evil, the, it's like officially the devil's throat is yeah. what this well is called. There was a sign. It's very funny. It's weird. Evil. Not a good sign. Mm, don't go in that well. <laughs> oh, but they do. Or they rig up the that like video camera thing to see what's down in the yeah. well. After he accidentally punches his wife in the face, he's like, "Let's go out to this well." <laughs> <laughs> and and then they drop a they drop a waterproof camera down into the well and they find And they see like a screaming face of a woman. Ah! <laughs> yeah, they find they're like, wait, what was that? Corpses. They're like, well, okay, there's definitely bodies down there. And then Dennis Quaid goes like, I gotta leave for some reason. I can't remember what. And then Stephen Dorff is, of course. Oh, this is where Stephen. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Stephen Dorff has like either killed or maimed the the sheriff lady. Oh yeah, Juliet Lewis's sister. Mm. And and he. Oh and, yeah, but he he's takes been, her he's uniform. Been he's got her walkie-talkie, and he's been pretending to be her. So he's going like, I'm sure, I'm, he's doing a, apparently an impression of yeah, her. He also like has a whole uniform on too. He's got her uniform, and so she, so, and so Quaid's gone, and Sharon Stone's standing in front of the devil's throat, and then you see a person in a sheriff's costume with their head down, and he like in slow mo, no less, like raises in your. No, like, it's like the scene in Titanic where Rose is like with a big hat. <laughs> it's yeah, just like that. It's just like that. It is. <laughs> you could be blasé about some things, but not about Stephen Dorff. And he's like, ha ha, it was me. It's some sort of small twist, I guess. And then shoves her he down. Shoves her the into the devil's throat. She sinks like a stone. There's a nice. hole in my heart <laughs> as deep as a well for that poor, poor little, little sheriff boy. who's still halfway to hell. Though we can't, <laughs> we can't. We'll do the next best thing. We'll go on TV and, and sing. sing. Oh sing. boy! I would believe me. I, I said that. More Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so Sharon Stone's down in the well, and then Den and then Dorf's plan is odd. Uh, but this is where Dorf is starting to be really funny in the end. I, th I thought he's, he's gone, got, true, he's gone full missed out fire. Yeah, he's got jokes and shit. Um, but like, you would think that Dennis Quaid would come up to the well and be like, "Ah, I'll save you," and then Dorf could just shove him in too. But now Dorf no. just leaves him. Yeah, he, he pulls her out of the well. Out. They so I guess so they can have their final confrontation in the house, mm -hmm. which is what happens. Uh, they go up to the, the the roof. This is where the the big the like the final climax. This is really this is really funny. This part where he's got a gun on the both of them, and he's like, "I'm gonna start monologuing a little bit." And now I, I killed my family because I'm, I'm a crazy. <laughs> and uh, but Dennis Quaid picks up a tile. Do you remember? Oh yeah, Do you yeah, remember yeah. this? And he goes, "Oh, were you gonna throw those at me?" And he throws it and hits him in the head. He goes, "Ah." <laughs> And then, uh, okay, so now he's got him. He's got he's got a gun pointed at both of them. And then he's like, "This is this was my favorite uh, piece of dialogue in the whole thing." Where he goes, "Do you think I'm nuts?" And Sharon Stone goes, "No." And he goes, "Wrong." <laughs> and then he goes, "I got another question." Ah, fuck it. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Let's just do it. Let's just do this. This is what? Good stuff. 
and then they do they do a couple a couple team up. They grab a rope between yep. the two of Dude, them. Dude, they like fucking. They they like nail they like pull him up against a yeah. thing yeah. with the they rope. They clothesline him. They close they close. Thank you. That's the word. Yeah, I lost. They clothesline him rack. with the rope, <clears throat> and then Dennis Quaid's like, "Get out of my house!" And, and then they falls. They, they pull the parachute, the... and Gary Oldman comes out. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> snaps his neck. <laughs> He's he falls to the bottom uh, of the house and dies. There's no final. Yeah, yeah, he crashes, moment he crashes through like, that. like the stained glass and stuff. And you get the. Um, we, oh, we forgot where Stephen Dorff kills Christopher Plummer, Chewie. Oh yeah. He goes yeah. to visit his dad and, and, and suffocates him in his <laughs> and hospital. And he bed. cries a little bit. Yeah, he's sad. He cries a little bit. They dad. try to give him a little pathos at a certain point, but then it's just like, yeah. I killed my family. It's, it's alluded to that his dad like abused him and shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's definitely crazy. a yeah. nut. And he made him kill a bunch of lambs with these with these. Um, they're, they're called the hammers. They're like the yeah, yeah. the lamb hammers. Yeah, the lammers. Yeah, and Stephen so Dorff save money like, on bullets. The lamb he, slammer hammers. I heard him screaming forever. I heard the awful screaming of the lambs. Well, he tells that whole story where he's like, we used to shoot him in the head, but then we invented this hammer. Yeah, yeah the hammer is creepy. And he shows it to him, and it's got like a big spike on it. And stuff. Yeah, it's a thing that One you right know is going to happen. It's yeah. Chekhov's lamb hammer. Um, but they don't. They don't kind of don't use it as no, much. No, you don't really up. see anybody get killed with. I them. was hoping that was going to go was into really Stephen Dorff's head at the end of that. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think there would be like a, a superfluous character they could kill off that yeah. you could see him hitting him with the lamb hammer, but it never. And really it should happens. have been Sharon Stone killing him. The that would have been with great. The lamb lamb lammer. Yeah, that would have been great. The Sharon Stone lamb slammer. Dude, at okay at Cold Cut Manor, we need to have a sandwich called the ham lammer. Yeah, like lamb hammer, and it's ham and lamb. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh. damn. Yes, ham and lamb. Damn, <laughs> sounds pretty good. Uh, and that's it. And then we, they, we 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 do get to see Stephen Dorff's headstone, and it's massive. <laughs> Who paid and, for and, it? And you see, I don't know. And you see Juliette Lewis kind of like shedding a tear in front of it, and it's like that's what I thought was weird. It's like Stalin is buried there. It's like Juliette Lewis. It's like Stalin is buried in this place. It's just this massive headstone. Literally, crazy. who paid for that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Juliette Lewis did. I don't know. Maybe his dad had a lot of money. I mean, I think no. that that's the idea. But yeah. no, then if his dad had a lot of money, then why would he even fuck around with the house? Who knows? None of it makes any sense. Mm. Yeah, it's, there's there's a scattershot randomness to this movie that I'm actually, now that we're talking about it, kind of enamored it, it's with. pretty fun. Yeah. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the, movie's, the movie doesn't sure respect something. itself enough to have consistent rules, and it kind of makes it a little off-kilter. If off this kilter. had been 95 minutes uh, and like kind of like just even messier because of that, it would have been great. Yeah, I, yes. I would be I would be full on like recommending this to like people if it was 90 minutes long. Like you said, just cut out the, that one aspect to it and you've got yeah. yourself. Yeah, you, you can still keep all the fun stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, uh, at one point we see the sheriff's office. She has a bumper sticker on her locker that says feel safe tonight, sleep with a cop. Yeah. <laughs> no. The answer no, is no. You're no. not allowed to have sex with cops, guys. This is Stephen Dorff talking to Sharon Stone, and she she goes like, "What's your name?" And she goes, "It's Leah." And he goes, "Like the jet, right?" <laughs> uh, like a Leah jet. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Great. I'm not a jet head. And then she kind of and then she kind of goes, <laughs> it's "Jet City." Maybe I kind of like that. I don't know. This is what and this is this is oh, all. Well. There's so many like signposts that kind of makes Sharon Stone's character a little bit more stupid than she needs to be. Sure. Where he, this is him Dorf talking to to her about his about her daughter, mm-hmm. and I think she's wearing a bikini at this. Yeah, because they're playing point. in the pool. And yeah. He goes, "She's a pretty girl, just like her mama." And that's our, and she's dude. like, "Oh, thanks." And you're like, "No, no, you call the police." Yeah. yeah. No. If a creepy ass <laughs> dude says your 13 year old daughter is a really pretty girl. That was at, so nice. At the pool. That was so the nice. You saying that my child daughter is hot. It just shows that maybe she's not as present of a mother as she should be. Yeah. 
This is some fun stuff that. What that if a regular non creepy dude? <laughs> that would be fine. Then, then it's fine. <laughs> if you didn't have a body like an Oberto, a boy Oberto pepperoni steak. Yeah. <laughs> Cotton cutters. Uh, this is this is some fun. Just a series of fun things because Christopher screen legend Christopher Plummer, who's bedridden Says things, the yes. whole time, and and he's a, a mean redneck. I'll whip you so hard. This is what him because he's like out of it, and he's saying he thinks he's back on the farm abusing his children or whatever. <laughs> I'll whip I'll whip you so hard you'll shit blood. You lazy good for nothing. Oh yeah. Got any of them chocolate cherries? And he's like, no spine is what happens when your mother's a whore, running off with any old cock of the walk. Wow. He got pissed for brains as well. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, uh, he he's he's truly awful. Not a good dad. <laughs> he's not a nice guy. They're just like, it's funny because Plumber, I ju- can you just be like as fucking gross and mean as you possibly can be? <laughs> I just watched him in that movie, that Mike Mills movie, Beginners, where he plays like the world's nicest dad. Yeah, oh, yeah, that is him. <laughs> it's like, oh jeez. This is a small thing, but I thought that this was really funny. Where like this one part where Stephen Dorff is another. It's just like that horse thing where you think this is going to be a part of the plot, and it's like no, it's just a little thing yeah. that we're going to forget about. But where Stephen Dorff is like holding court at the diner, and he's trying to basically turn the whole village against Dennis Quaid with like mm-hmm. you know folksy like it's us against them sort of stuff. And he goes, uh, "They took my place away from me just because I didn't pay all of my bills or whatever." And then he goes. Joe, you know what I'm talking about about my place. Your place is about the same size. And he points to a guy named Joe who looks like a prospector <laughs> who's basically practically wearing a barrel. And he's like, your house is about the he's same size. He's actually drinking out of a jug with three X's on it. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's right. And you're like, you're, you live in a mansion? This place is huge. It's a castle. Joe lives in a fucking castle? What does he do? Well, he's got the same amount of land, but it's just like a single one-room cabin with a hole in the dirt for him to poop in. <laughs> yes. That's how I like to live. What if his what if his castle is that, but it's huge? Like it's got like thirty foot ceilings, but it's all just one room, and then there's an outhouse in a corner, you know? Like that's terrifying. <laughs> there's no lights. There's just a window. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking sob warehouse. <laughs> And then at one point, Sharon Stone, in a surprisingly casual tone, says, Cooper, which is, I think, Dennis Dennis Quaid, Cooper, this is destroying all of us, which is a a funny thing to say in a matter-of-fact tone. Like, damn, it's destroying all of us. You're like, I thought the I guess the kids are, they seem okay. The kids seems fine. Yeah. All right, whatever. Uh, Ratings. Hmm. Tough. I can't give it three juds. What? I can't. I'm sorry. It's too fucking long. It is. It's yeah. It's, really it's long. brutally long. The That's good, its biggest crime. The highs are very high, in my opinion. There aren't enough of them to sustain the movie. Uh, so I'm gonna go two and a half juds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it like one Douglas for the cum gutters. Yeah. Well, no. Remember the Polaroids of the the naked wife. That's right. Too? There's yeah. the naked wife. Sleazy pol- boss. There's a scene where Juliet Lewis is getting railed. You don't see anything, but oh, it's a little sleazy. It's very yeah. rough sounding. Let's, actually, goes, let's go one and a half Douglases. Yeah. Okay. Let's go one and a half Douglases. Yeah. I forgot about the part where they're fucking and yeah. Uh, and then I'm gonna give it ten out of ten chocolate cherries. Damn it, Matt. Chocolate cherries. Yeah. Give me no chocolate cherries. Yeah. Uh, sorry. As soon as I saw that scene, I'm like, oh, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's it's yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. I am gonna give it three. Okay. It, it is too long. I would probably be going three and a half if it wasn't so. Oh long. my god, that's insane. Because it would that's be that's crazy talk. Nah, it's it's very it's fun, fun and it's and it, it, as much as this is totally in our wheelhouse and very much the same stuff that we do. There's something unique about it. it's like weird combination yeah. of Mike Figgis's sort of down the middle. Directing and then it, the, the silliness of the script. Yeah, it's, it's just almost it's almost kind of unique, I, I guess. Know. But I did I did enjoy it and I really enjoyed talking about it. 
Uh, I'll give it one and a half Douglases, and I'm gonna give it ten. Uh, ten out of ten cum gutters. Yeah. Excellent work. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna give it three Juds because I I like talking about it. I, would probably give another two and a half, but I like talking about it so much with you guys, and and I just enjoyed myself so much here today Aww. that um, I'm giving it three <laughs> jets. I'm giving it one Douglas for the uh, rough sounding sex, the creep, the creepy sleazy Polaroids, and uh, etc. And I'm giving it ten out of ten dead kid retainers. Ooh, yeah, good one. pretty gnarly. Good Yuck. one. Gnarly stuff. Damn, we t- did we talk about this movie for three hours? <sighs> it seems like it. <laughs> four. It's four hours, actually. Now, moving on. 2007's Vacancy. That was great. This isn't the interstate. I took a shortcut. Where are we? I don't know. Did you hear that? You hear what? The engine just made a noise. Is that something? Do you think they're closed? Since 1957. Okay, I think that we're headed south. I mean, eventually we got to... Oh, God! Sorry. Sorry. I was just closing up. What do you think? I can't fix it till the morning. How can I help you folks? I think we'll stay here. I'm sleeping in my clothes. Never should have gotten off the interstate. We've had our tennis shots, right? This looks like a real library of classics. If this really gets the honeymooners in the mood, well, at least they could do is give us a little porn. David? What is it? Look at that room from the movie. David, is that this room? Directed by the underappreciated Nimrod Antal. What has he done? He did a Hungarian movie called Control, which is really good. Oh yeah, people like that. He did a movie called Armored, which is a lot of fun, a little heist movie. He did one of the he did Predators, the one with Adrian Brody. Yes. Uh, if I don't love that movie, it's probably not his fault. No, it's not his fault. But it's well it's well done. I like him. He's like a good technician. Like he's like a good he make he tends to make like really tight little genre movies and yeah. this is this is one of them. This is a hundred percent a tight little genre 80, movie. Like it's eighty seven minutes and five yeah. of those are credits. The oh, writer yeah. of this is Markel Smith, who uh took part in writing The Revenant. Mm, wow. Who wrote Overlord, which I liked Oh, a lot, yeah, I liked that too. Um, but also wrote the shitty remake of Martyrs. Ooh, huh. that's too bad. Yeah. Interesting. So was like, I watched what? that movie so that you don't have to. What do, what do you call that? I don't know. Sacrifice. No, I'm making a martyr <laughs> oh, joke. Uh, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, Mar- Martyrs. Thanks. Thanks, idiots. Good. <laughs> it's definitely our fault. <laughs> a bunch of nimrods over here. For real. There we go. Uh, but yeah, everybody's everybody's doing a great job. And this movie has like maybe four people in it. I love it. Yeah, when you're you just know, limited. except for all the people on the t- on the TV. Yes, they they're separately listed in the cast. Yes, like the a, victims. Like, oh, I love that. A I special, like a especially yeah, the victims. That's right. So Luke Wilson and Kate Beckinsale are clearly in a rocky marriage. They're driving somewhere in the middle of the night. This they're, is they're leaving Kate Beckinsale's parents' anniversary party. Yes, this is much more so than. Um, than in Cold Creek Manor, where what I was talking about, where it's like these people. I, I understand that you guys went through a trauma here, but you you do need to get divorced. Right. <laughs> you do not like each other. Yeah. 
But these people start out like hating each other's guts. I guess the, there, the I guess there is, is a thick. reason. There is a reason for it. Yeah. Yes. But we don't know that right away. They're just in this car. A lot of it at the beginning. A lot of it's just them in this car, just getting just lost, getting turned around, bickering. just like taking jabs at each other. My, my favorite one was when she goes, uh, "Why'd you? Why'd you get off the highway?" And he's like, well, I just wanted to see how bitchy you'd be about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's Luke calling Wilson her, is pretty great in this. He's calling her pissy, and yeah. she's hectoring him. At one point, She's I, being a bit shrewish. She's being shrew. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a part that I did think was pretty funny uh, where she is eating an apple movie style with uh-huh. a knife, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, he, he's yeah. like, he's like, bite into it like a normal nobody human. Eats, <laughs> nobody eats an apple like that. It makes my teeth hurt. My teeth hurt. Oh, your teeth hurt? It is fascinating. So many people in movies like to eat apples. I think it's just a cool bit of business you can do with your hands. If you know how to do it well, it's cool. Yeah, Yeah. it's usually action stars, and you're like, that person knows how to use a knife. uh, But it's also like, what are you, what? what?" They're always like standing, too, just just cutting off. That's too scary. There should have been a a joke in Last Action Hero where Arnold's eating a cigar by cutting it with a knife. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, they hate each other. We come to find out uh, throughout the course of the thing that it's because they had a child and the, the child, child died. died. Just through like a home ex- a, a standard home accident. Too close to the stairs. Not she blames no she blames herself. He she probably thinks that he kind of blames her, but he doesn't. But they haven't been doing a good job communicating about it or yeah. whatever. And so that's and so that's what's going on before the movie gets fun. Yeah, which happens quick. Quick, the car starts to break down. They get stuck, and uh, and uh, then they run into Ethan Embry. Dis- disarmingly friendly. He is so cute. I know. He's so evil. And then I went on his Instagram and I was like, God, he's hot. <laughs> he was like, he was like wearing like a guar shirt and like had like some Tight. glasses. On. Did he have guar like, on him? I was like, you're fucking hot. <laughs> uh, no. Covered in guar. He wasn't covered in guar. <laughs> Not yet. Um. He comes up. He he comes up and he's like, "Oh, hey, hey, folks! I'm way too happy to be <laughs> to be a good guy. To be, you know, working to f- fix your car at this time of night." I did like the part where he's like, "Well, we're, Luke Wilson's like, we're going to so and so place," and the guy looks at him for a second. Like Ethan Embry looks at him real hard, like. I know you're trying to cover up the fact that you know where you are, buddy, in front of your wife. And then Luke Wilson just goes, it's the other direction, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. Yeah. I don't know. I'll fix up your car. I'll do the best I can. I'm very friendly, and certainly I am for real. Yeah. This isn't a front. <laughs> certainly I am for real. <laughs> this isn't a front of any kind. Certainly no ch- chicaneries going on here. I like a movie like this because you've seen the trailer. Like, if you're in the theater for this, you know what you're getting into, right? Yeah. Like clearly, this guy is up to no good, and it doesn't fucking matter. No, no, there's no surprises. When they when they get to the motel, and they go up to the front desk, and you hear like the screams coming from the back room because later you find out that Frank Whaley is watching their snuff tapes. Yeah. And Frank Whaley comes out, and they're like, "What is that noise?" He's like, "I'm oh, just watching the TV." I'm like, "Yes, dude," because that would be me if I was working at that hotel. You know what I mean? I'd be watching like fucked up horror movies in the back. Also, the twist always gets you. So he would go like, "I'm just watching the TV," and you're like, "Oh right, it's the TV. It's fine." You wouldn't get spooked and run away. <laughs> He's just watching a movie that is just like nonstop a woman going. Ah! Dude, sometimes I will wa- I watch it like that and I have to like turn it down. Right? So I'm like yeah. my neighbors. What are my What will the neighbors think? It's like he's watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre original in there. And yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, man. But yeah, that happened, and I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Like, just just keep coming. For keep the going most like that. And who is this guy? Who, what's the actor of this Frank guy? Frank Whaley. He's great. I mean, he's, he's so creepy. He's Flock of Seagulls. He's so, he's just, ah. I love yeah, this Frank guy. Frank Whaley's a minor legend. Always happy say. to see Frank Whaley. Yep. 
and he gets to. It's a really fun role for him. Yeah. Uh, but they get sent to him because like the dude, the Ethan Embry, is like, "I'll fix your car up," and of course he makes it worse. Yeah. So then they don't get very far. They got to go back. There's a vacancy, mm-hmm. as it so happens, a vacancy <laughs> in the hotel. There's a lot no, of vacancies in this hotel. Yeah. Nobody else, and everything. You got to keep in mind. This is 87 minutes. All this is happening. Like, like oh, by yeah. the time they get in the hotel, what we're 10 minutes this was in, like less the than easiest that. Easiest movie to watch. It's it's good. Yeah, it's one of the movies that makes it look easy too. It's great. Where you're like, why aren't more movies like this? Yeah. Just do the just, just do, do the, the thing. thing. Had you guys seen this before? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I saw it in the theater when it came out. Me too. Stuff was coming back. Yeah. Uh, I will. I will watch this again. It's so very he, fun. He hooks him up with the honeymoon suite, and they're like, "Oh no!" And he's like, "Come on, I'll give it to you for the same price." And he, oh, he does this. This opening scene. This is the most he gets to do. He he checks in every once in a while, but most of the time you're seeing them from like, seeing it from their perspective. Yeah. But he gets to be like fantastically, like subtly creepy, and then let it all and then let it all hang yeah, out at yeah. the very end when he's like getting them set up with a room and stuff. He just seems off. They'll like make jokes, and he'll just not get it. Yeah, he'll, like, he'll he do, yeah. And he just you're like, oh this yeah, guy's he wants to use up. the payphone with. The dimes and everything. And yeah, yeah. Everything is just off in some yeah. sort of way, but not like wildly so. And then at the very end, they like he's given them the keys to their, to their room, and he's like, oh, "All God. right, oh, yeah, go in, yeah, go into your room there. Uh, might have to give the have to jiggle the handle open. She's <laughs> she's sticky as an old whore. <laughs> you're like, ugh. And he concludes with the most disgusting and thing you've right ever heard. And I think right after that, he says, pardon my language or pardon something Pardon my language, weird. miss. It's it's like not so much the language as it is the whole. <laughs> so, yeah. So here's the details. Me. Here's me. I'm in this situation, right? Like, I'm I'm the, I'm the going into the motel, and Frank Whaley is showing me around. And he's doing it like he's doing cash only. And I'm like, oh, I guess you don't take dimes. He doesn't get my joke. He's nope. obviously a creep. We go he to the room. just looks like a creep, yeah. We go to the room. He, he gives me the keys. Like, oh, watch the lock. She's sticky as an old whore. I shut the door. I go into the room with my per- with partner. And I'm like, this guy is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to get murdered. <laughs> like, it just, I would be like, this is exactly what I wanted. You know what I mean? That's one of the, one of the I, I think I'm kind of on the same page as, with you. Because these people, and they're like movie people. So right. they get into this trashy and they're terrified. motel. And they're, but before it becomes terrifying, they're just like, look at this fucking motel. Yeah, and it, but it's like an it's a it's classic like, it's hotel. It's like pretty big. Like it's the a, room's big. Yeah, the decor it's a is gross. amazing. It's a little the bathroom's a little gross. But like this is one of those movies where I I was like, okay, if I was in the position of Luke Wilson and Kate Beckinsale, like, would I be doing anything that differently? And like, not really. Yeah. Like yeah. they they go to the they. You know, they, they're not being mean or condescending they're not, to them or anything. And they're not doing anything like really stupid. They go to this motel. They're like, I guess we'll have to stay here. Yes, it's a they motel. Lock the door, like, you you lock your do- like you're doing They do everything right. And they're kind of reacting in a normal way, yeah. which which I think makes this movie a little scarier. See, I'd be like talking to my partner, my girlfriend, whoever I'm with. I mean, like, this is going to be such a good story. When we yeah, yeah, for sure. If we survive. Yeah. Well, I mean, like when I was I was driving back here from Detroit with Molly once, and we ended up on this weird detour by accident because the GPS stopped working, mm-hmm. and it's like we foolishly decided to go down this road that was like like marked clearly like don't drive down this road, <laughs> and we ended up like driving on this very narrow like sides of a mountain in, yeah. a, in a in a fucking Honda like a, in a Toyota Prius uh-huh. that's clearly the the thing is built for like you know SUVs and like heavy heavy trucks and stuff, and we've got the the, the German Shepherd in the back seat, and we're like. <laughs> if we die, like, you know, I love you, but uh, if we make it, 
this is going to be a great story. Yeah, yeah. You guys had like ex- high explosives in the trunk. Just oh like man, in it was totally like on the when they're driving on the sorcerer cliffs. It was like it was like that, man. But it was like, so wild. But like even at the gas station that they pull over and they like talk to Ethan Embry and everything, I'm like, well, this conversation seems like pretty normal. This yeah. seems like a pretty normal conversation. Like I would trust this guy too. Like I sure. would do everything the same, which makes what happens later just like a little more effective, I think, for sure. Because it's not it's not like in a one of those dumb slashers, which I do love, where they're like, you're like, oh, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? And then you can see it all happening. But this is like, oh shit, like, you're like, yeah, they're mostly it's almost the like right the Strangers thing. that movie where it's like, I, really like I thought that. it was quite which a bit I, like the Strangers, which I really love, where it's like, well, you didn't do shit, and this just happened to you, and that makes it like really yeah, yeah. creepy. That's what the people were really excited about the Strangers for was the, like, it's just happening for no reason. Because and that's you it. were home. This movie came out yeah, a year yeah, before yeah. it. I think I think that this this movie and did this, it first. The, these were these both of these movies came out like this or th- this and the strangers came out in sort of the torture porn boom. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like this seems pretty. Ref- those both seemed refreshing because they weren't sort of the bog standard like guy trapped in a room with a fucking pickaxe or something. Yeah, you know? like this was just like the. And and it's like relatively subtle. The only real graphic stuff you see is, is on through, the tapes. It's, yeah, we're removed like one step further. Yeah, yeah. From that. It's theoretically fucked up, but even when you see the vi- like the violence on the tapes, it's just kind of classic movie violence. It's but not, it's filmed it's, really, not, you know, with that surveillance camera kind of yeah, like. Yeah, it always it's, it's the graininess, the grittiness of it makes it a little more realistic and yeah. therefore like a little creepy. But and, we're also <laughs> like removed from it so that it's not right into. Yeah, our- and I like the idea that Frank Whaley like spends his off hours editing the tapes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because they mentioned they does. mentioned they're like they film it from like different angles with different camcorders and they must edit it together. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like this is a production studio. Like it's this, a whole thing. They're making it. Yeah, they're making stuff. They're films. doing a lot better than Dennis Quaid and his documentaries. Yeah, well, they sure. have a nicer camcorder. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is legit. Definitely yeah. a more legit filmmaker than Dennis Quaid yeah, in yeah. Cold Gut Manor. Uh, but the but at first we don't know. All we know is that Frank Whaley's creepy. We don't know that that it's a yeah. that it's a snuff house. And uh, then they're in the hotel, but I love how it's just all, there's no reason to fuck around. It's like, as soon no, as they they're... get into that hotel room, they're like, what a dump. I would have been like, this is cool. I love, yeah. mo- I love motels. They're like, this place is a dump. And then immediately. That shit's scary. It's so loud. It's so, it's, uh, I don't know why this like really like unsettled me. Because I mean, it is scary, but it's more than just like a knocking on the door. It's like. It's just like a huge. It's like someone's trying to fucking get out or yeah. get in, and you don't know what's happening, and you're just like, it. "Well, what the fuck are we doing?" It's it was. Really I think they're, they're like yelling at whoever's on the other side of the door, and it's not just the front door; it's like the door to the adjacent room. Also, sometimes it'll be a little knock, yeah, and then sometimes it'll be like pounding. ah, and then the handle and someti- jiggles. And sometimes it's the front door, and sometimes it's the adjacent, and yeah. they're right next to each it's other. It's so creepy. <laughs> It's so good. And this movie understands that there's nothing, one of the most awful sounds in the history of the world is somebody, somebody pounding on the door. door. Yeah. There's nothing worse than a, th- a really loud pounding because yeah. it's like not good. On like a cheap, jiggly door, too. Even the best case, it's like, some shit, I'm about to get evicted or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. The cops are here. So it's awful. Uh, and that and that goes on for a little while. And, and then um, I think Luke Wilson is being a kind of realistically like a man in this, where he's like, "Yeah, I know I don't fully understand the creepiness of this situation. I gotta do something about this." Yeah, yeah. And he's like going outside and lift. lift no, it's not lift. That's the strangers. It's Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale is is going like, "Don't go out there." Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you yeah, seen I, the strangers? I don't fully understand the, the gravity of the situation of I it. Mean, and he's going out. He goes and complains to Frank he's Whaley. Like, What's your problem, dude? There's a fucking guy who's in the the, the room next to me, and he's pounding. There's a bunch of they're assholes. I'm. Really? I'm really 
wound up here. <sighs> Frank Whaley's like, sometimes college kids get in there, squat in there. Well, I'll, I'll take care of it yeah. or whatever. And things get way worse so much fast, fast. So but, fast. Oh, he's like, don't forget. Like, he's like, hey, maybe if those things work, and he points to the like six shooter above him or whatever, and he's like, just take one of those. And he's like, okay, oh, I'll take one of those. Oh, okay. Uh, better, sure. better remember that, that we keep those loaded for some reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it goes back to the room, and then there's there's some more bickering, and then uh, and then Luke Wilson turns on. He wants to watch some of the tube. Wants to watch some TV. This is the best yeah, and part. she gets like mad at him for turning the TV on. He's like, "What? I just want to relax." Yeah, and it's, VHS but it's all tapes. it's all static. He's, there's nothing on TV. The channels don't work. Yeah, and but then there's these unmarked VHS tapes. Apparently, there's a VCR in the room, and uh, and he's like, she puts one in, and it's like some yucky horror movie, as far as She's we like, know. She's like, "Can you just like mute it?" They're, yeah, they're I don't want to hear that. Just a, a tiny detail, but the VHS tapes are unmarked in a perfect way, where it looks like they were marked, and then the and sticker somebody, was yeah, peeled off. there's like little bits so of they the look, yeah. they, they look extra stuff. ominous and fucked up. Authentic. They look sticky. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're gnarly looking VHS yeah. tapes. That's but it's great. like, yeah, it's like these people getting like this guy's getting and like, yet they were they were rewound the... all the way, so they start. Like... Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's re- the really gnarly stuff, and uh, and it's it's like um, Videodrome, where yeah, he's watching yeah. it at first. He's like, who's making this? And there's like it's re- it's the, somebody the... clearly being tortured in some room somewhere, and like it's really creepy. And then also, he's like, like oh. oh, go ahead. Also, like we see the POV from like Kate Beckinsale on the bed, and we you just see like Luke Wilson's head, so you can't you can't like from her vantage point, she just hears screams and she's yeah, like yeah. it's some horror movie and I thought that was kind of cool yeah that was cool that was cool like, what are she's you like, watching god yeah. damn it so he like pops that out and he's like at least they could do is give us some porn yeah and then Luke he, Wilson's so likable in this <laughs> he puts in another tape it's more torture porn and he's like starts to pay attention this is two ladies being chased around by yeah, two, ma- by like two masked, masked men dudes. like dragged by and their he, hair and he basically and starts to realize he's like this is our room yeah this is the signature set piece of the movie, I think. Yeah, it's where really he's, good. Where he's seeing little, fi- like the light fixtures, yeah. and then looking back and seeing a light fixture, and then looking at the thing and seeing, uh, and he's just like, and it all dawns on him. Like, it all yeah. dawns on him pretty quick, where he's just like, oh, no. <laughs> so would you guys, in this instance, would you guys jump to, oh, they're killing people in this room, or would you be like, dude, they filmed this movie in our hotel room? <laughs> I think if it was the if it was the second of two torture tapes, yeah. I would be like they're killing people in this yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. With like Frank Whaley's um, general yeah. demeanor, at the very least, I would yeah. get the fuck out of there. But I, it's already I, too late. Especially for that. if I noticed it with the first tape, but I don't think that I would. I'm not sure that yeah. I would. But if I did, I'd be like, okay, maybe they filmed this movie in this hotel. And that's room. why they want us to like watch this horror movie. And then I put it. And then I put in another one. It's like, wait a second. Are they killing people in yeah. this hotel? Because <laughs> yeah. then he sees the cameras, too. Yeah. He, he at, checks at the angles. At that point, it's like, okay, time to go. He's checking the angles. He's, he's seen this whole scene. And Kate Beckinsale's so like, what's happening? What's going on? What are you seeing? And he's like, what? It's a great- He's like putting it together in his yeah, head yeah. first. Yeah, it's a great showing, not not telling, yeah. where you see him figuring it out without him explaining and that he's figuring it out. And also, that's exactly how it would happen with a real person. You wouldn't be able to immediately go like, I think they're killing people in our room. Because you don't want to say that yeah. right away. You, got, you right. don't want to seem like, fucking crazy. You'd be like, wait a fucking second here. That looks from- and there's a camera there. That's very bad. Yeah. Another camera. <laughs> and at a certain point, they go into the bathroom, and this apple, the apple that Kate Beckinsale was eating that she left in the car has is a in camera there. In so it. they know that they can get in, and they don't know how. It has a camera. It has a camera. Ca- there was always a camera in the apple. Uh, and then they, 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 like, look at the back window, and it's uh-huh. nailed shut. And yeah. they're starting to, like, gradually realize, like, they're, they're in a real pickle here. Yeah. These guys can get in any time. They don't know how. A pickle of a jam. He even like goes through the uh, like tapes to like look at where like the bad guys look to, to like sort of try. This is kind of like um, it's very smart. Night trap a little bit. <laughs> oh, night trap, deep cut. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite, Your favorite video game, game of all time. It's up there, um, and 
It's, I love the the way that he's like looking at the videos and like piecing uh, things together and stuff like that. And uh, uh, so then it's 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 time for things to start getting scary for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very important. And because in in like this movie always does things move when they should real fast. Moves, and we're, moves we're along like really quick. Thirty minute mark. Thirty minute point. mark, something like that. Yeah. Which may as well be an hour mark because this movie is so freaking snappy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's really snappy. And then the the guys start like doing they're, they they want to do a little. To, like scare their meat before oh, yeah. they before they play around it for yeah. sure. Playing around so like they'll see guys like with masks walking to the window. There's a really great scene where a trucker shows oh, up. Oh, this is great. And uh and he gets out of the the car and they're like, "Uh, and it's the both of them and there's no right answer, of course, cuz yeah. Kate Beckinsale is like, "Don't get his attention. They'll kill him." Yeah. And he's like, "But what else can I do? They'll kill us." Or they might kill him or they I might kill him yeah, yeah. or something yeah, like But they so they start pounding on the pounding. windows and stuff. The trucker's like, "What?" And he's like starts walking towards the window, like what's going on here? And then you see the guys in masks, like walking towards him from behind. And you're like, and you're oh, like God, oh shit, they're gonna kill and, him! And just when the guys get real close, like Frank Whaley comes up next to him with a box of VHS oh, tapes. tapes. He goes, "Hey, Buster, how's it going? Here's I the, got here's the good stuff. I got snuff for you, because <laughs> this is how we make our living here. Yeah. Apparently, we sell to truckers. Would you have broken the window? Uh, I man, I don't know. Maybe it's break, they, maybe they, it's like maybe it's tempered and they can't break it. Well, it, it kind of sounds like it was because they're pounding on. Did you? It, yeah. it kind of sounded like yeah. kind of plasticky. If they're trying to do their their snuffy job correctly, yeah. then they would probably want to have make sure they can't break yeah, the window. Yeah. Exactly, because nobody ever does. Yeah. Well, they break the the bathroom window only though. Yeah, yeah. But, but nobody but can it, fit, you through can't there. fit through it. Yeah. Um, but that but that's that a was great a funny scene. scene. And he does and he does refer to this box of snuff porn as the that's the good stuff. Yeah. Which cracked me up. And he looks back at the window. And the trucker looks at the window. And the trucker knows exactly what's yeah. going on. He's like, "Ooh, I can't wait to see that video." Let when they're a- done with that one, let me ask you a question. <laughs> you're a you're a snuff porn connoisseur. You're a guy who's a trucker who buy who buys snuff porn. Maybe you're reselling it. I don't know. Uh, do you ever go to Frank Whaley and go like, "Can you redecorate the room? I, can we just get a different room?" Yeah, you know what I mean. Mix it up. All a the tapes look the same. Yeah, you know, starting to get a little samey. Can That's you just true. paint it or something? Especially if he's like, I understand like one person buying one tape and then moving on, but this guy's getting a box of them and yeah. he's a regular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cor- Corey I'm suggested thinking, that he thought that this guy was a distribution. That's that's, yeah, yeah. that's likely. Distribution. That's likely. But yeah. yeah. But still, you're the distributor. Like, how many times can you sell the same product? You know, the the audience is probably limited. I don't you know though. So. You go to a bunch of truck stops across America. Fair enough. That's true. I'm thinking. All, I want to see that movie. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying that this it. is something that the movie is like a plot hole or something that's missing. All I'm saying is, if I'm the guy buying the snuff tapes, I'd be like, well, can we get a pink flamingo room and can we get like a space theme room and can we get caveman like, room? Yeah, just like different. You know, like let's <laughs> yeah. make this into a nice place. Uh, maybe it's harder to clean if you got all the theme Dracula stuff. room. Probably. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do only put it, it in up. the honeymoon suite. Yeah. We can, look, the janitor's closet. I could be the janitor, <laughs> and you could be the janitor's, janitor's wife. wife. Uh, oh, just here to get the wet drive in. Don't mind me, folks. Sorry, Emily. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. I'm fine over here. <laughs> uh but yes, uh, and I and I also do happen to, at the risk of being controversial. I do think that the vast majority of truckers. Uh, Buy and enjoy stuff. Snuff porn. Yes, porn. it's clear. I think that that's if you're just like you're 90, 90, listening to us out here <laughs> in the room next door you know to Kate Beckinsale and Luke Wilson, Ryan Gosling was going down on his wife. <laughs> yeah, and it was really sad. <laughs> no, uh, wait. 
Blue Valentine. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I didn't catch the first part, and I was like, wait, why is he talking about Blue Valentine? <laughs> Come on. That, that was also in a snuff motel. <laughs> yep. It was just snuffing out the embers of their relationship. Oh, God, <laughs> that We should start a sad. hotel called the Snuff Motel. That's another business venture for us. Wow, okay. Patreon snuff under $5 movie a month. Snuff movie hotel, yeah. yeah. God, we're going to wow. make so much money. Yeah, we pretend you're in a torture porn <laughs> video and when you come to that. There's some it's people like, that would be into it's that. It's like dinner theater or an escape room. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so scary. <laughs> That's yucky. This this new generation of people raised on like uh, torture porn and stuff like that they uh, they're extreme yeah they love it they like it's like those haunted shit. houses where you like have to sign a waiver oh because exactly they, they kill because <laughs> they might waterboard you <laughs> this is exactly what I'm saying oh, extreme haunts are fucked did you see that documentary yeah that's why I saw that shit at at the theater in Fantastic Fest oh, it that's was great. very unpleasant I'm not going to any haunted a, I don't do haunted houses. They they creep me. I don't like people in my space. Yeah, I don't same. like people in my space, and especially I don't want them to touch me. 100% and I especially no. don't want them to kidnap me out of my home and bury me alive. Yeah, no. You yeah. know, absolutely none of that. No thanks. I really don't want to get buried alive. Not even thanks. Just I really, I don't. really no. don't. I really also don't. <laughs> that's not a no thanks. That's a hard no. It's a hard no. No thank you. No. F- no there's no thank you here. There's no. Yeah. I, I, when I, I say no thank you, I mean I'm not thanking you yes. at all. It's not a maybe. Yeah. It's not even a maybe. No. Like, not at all. Don't do it. It's like almost 0% chance that I want that. If you want to come here, you got to sign this paper. I don't and I won't. <laughs> Fun things that suspense is killing us will do. We'll go bowling, but we won't go to a haunted house. We'll, yeah. do, we'll do under the legs bowling. <laughs> we'll, we will fund and construct a snuff motel, a snuff movie themed motel. But we're yes. not going to a haunted house. Yep. You won't find us there. Not a chance in hell. We'll get in your space, but you can't come to ours. <laughs> I did do like a, a, a haunted house, one of those with like like last year for Halloween, um, with like the people dressed as monsters sort of thing. No. And we and I was and I've never been to one of them before. There's trick. There's like tricks. Like once you've been to a few of them, you don't get duped by them anymore. You like know when to dodge. <laughs> yeah, that's or the tricks you, 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 just, like, rem- like, you like remember. Like you remember when to dodge. Indiana Jones, like- Penitent Man. Like <laughs> you have to do the tuck and roll. Neil! <laughs> Penitent Man is humble before God. You learn the ropes when you've been to a few of these haunted houses. But, appara- but apparently those that's true. Blades? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, but apparently that's true. And there's there's one where I, we walked into a room and there was like a monster. It was a monster dummy. Surely, surely a dummy dressed up as a monster leaning up against the wall. The and I was like, oh, that mum, that that dummy is scary looking. And then we were looking around for whatever clues we needed to get out. And then, of course, it's a real person yeah. who was just being still. And the person started, like, lurching at me. And I was like, oh, good gag, really good. And then we were like, I was like, this is pretty scary. And then we walked out of there, and I was like, I was so scared <laughs> I, was, I did a really good job like hiding and i was like oh real good good scare but i was like that scared keep the, it together vote that scared you like like maybe a little bit like a little like a little dime's worth of piss oh my God. <laughs> what if you're in there and you just that guy starts moving you just deck him yeah that's funny <laughs> you're like no no it's just a little theater kid he's yeah. decimated yeah he broke his he jaw he works like three hours on his makeup it's like that scene in the end of mission impossible 2 when he's actually swapped himself out with the other guy who's getting beat up and yeah. his jaws he's got like his mouth tape shut he's going like because mm, mm, he broke his jaw i'm getting paid sandwiches for this yeah yeah. Anyways. <laughs> from, from a cold cut manner. Cold cut manner. <laughs> They're not very good. But get oh, the, no, get the ham lammer. Get the, you gotta, you gotta get, get the, the ham lammer. Damn. 
Uh, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> ham and lamb. Damn. <laughs> Eventually, uh, Luke. Luke. Uh, I keep wanting to say Luke Perry. It's well, definitely. It's absolutely not Luke Perry. Go ahead. Uh, Luke Wilson and Kate Beckinsale. This is where this is my shit here, um, where they find the tunnel. I think this is so scary. This is this is scary shit. Tunnels are so like. Give me a movie with like a tunnel or a ruin or like a, a cave. Yeah, that shit's so scary. It's quintessential horror stuff because yeah. uh, people are afraid. <laughs> and and this and this is like a fantastic tunnel too because it is a you can only you can only crawl on your hands and knees. It's a tiny yeah, tunnel. You can't turn around. It's dirt. Once you go in, you're not turning around until you get to the bigger room. It's one of the scariest possible tunnels. It goes on and on. It's you're yeah, all, you're, you're crawling hoping. on your knees. You're it's hoping, all... and you don't know where you're gonna end up. And dirt's constantly going like, like yeah, trickling down, like it could collapse she, at any she's second. She's like, I think it's gonna fall. I can't breathe. And I was like, Fuck Bad. that, dude! I just read about this guy who was like going, like exploring these caves, and there was like a really narrow uh, area where you're supposed to go down in in order to like find this other place or whatever. And it's like a really famous one, but he he thought one was that but it wasn't it was too small and he got stuck upside down in it and he had a heart attack and they couldn't get him out and so they just uh, closed up the cave with his body inside and now no one can go in that is the, that's the scariest shit in the world fucking scary? the scariest shit, you know what the actual scariest shit in the world and I did a deep dive <laughs> nah. uh, because it's it's a uh, water caves no, and, thank you. Yeah, I, I for some reason I don't know why I was trying to scare myself or something, but I was looking up these sto- stories. You know, it's just like following thread to thread mm-hmm. about these different stories about how people can die in water caves. Dude, that shit has scared me ever since like fucking playing like Mario sixty four and like having to like sw- yeah. like swim you under just, the even, tunnels even and that, stuff. Like even that stressed version, me out like, so much. This is fucking night. This is t-. but like in every case, it's a person doing it willingly. They just don't think that they're gonna die. But there's this one in Texas that's like in the middle of. It's like not even on the coast. It's just like in the middle of a town. It's just like this well, and it looks like a, a, a well that could have a water feature built into it. It's like a man-made feature built around it. Uh-huh. And but the, but it's but that was built around an actual natural water cave that you can you're you're absolutely not supposed to. I don't know why this is still open to the public, but like you in can the swim goonies? down to the yeah, I, I guess so. But you can swim down to the bottom. It's like a hundred, two hundred feet down, two hundred feet deep down, and if you get <clears> to the bottom, it starts to go like at a diagonal. And at this point, it's completely dark. Pitch black, probably. It's pitch black. You can't see anything. They have their lights, of course. You, you're a scuba diver. They bring their lights down with them. But you get to the very bottom, and it starts to be a diagonal. And then there's another fake, like at the diagonal part, there's another fake column that goes up and doesn't go anywhere. So here's the main one. <gasps> no. Here's the fake column. And then there's like a little chamber at the bottom that you can get to. And people get to the bottom, and what they do is they go they, up. Well, they plant their feet on the ground, and the ground is silt. And it just clouds the water entirely. They can't see shit. That makes me want to throw up. It takes That's hours so for the for this silt to settle. <laughs> you can't see anything. And if if they're lucky, they go back up the diagonal thing, and then they go up the trick one, <laughs> and then they just die. Good lord, what is this? It's, it's just we're talking real about thing. water caves. We're talking about because we were talking about the tunnel. Sorry, I gotta believe for a second. It's and really how scary, scary and how scary tunnels are. And well, that it, makes me want to. And so many like die. dozens of people have died in this thing. Why it's, would you go in there? Because for people like, love the thrill. Yeah. People love like I don't care for that. Adventuring. People love things like adventuring. They should put <laughs> they should put guys in scary werewolf costumes and stuff in that cave. <laughs> but the, just but waiting for him. Just that's a little scarier. But the but the the tunnel that they have to <laughs> cross. He's got a coffee can for ashing and pissing in. That's it. <laughs> he's got a he's got a half a subway sandwich down there, <laughs> just waiting for someone. 
But they crawl through this horrifying tunnel, uh, and then they get to the top, and the, the tunnel leads to Frank Whaley's like mass, his his studio, mm-hmm. uh, where he edits all the videos, <laughs> which, is, which is basically just the back room, yeah. behind the behind the front desk. It's, yeah, it's where he was listening to or watching the tapes. Where mm-hmm. yeah, before. that's where the, the the screaming was coming from. This is the 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 setting of this movie is so fantastically limited. Mm-hmm. Like the the fact that it's all it really is just the hotel. It's a big fat locker room movie. Yeah, I yeah, love they that. They did great. And then and then it's just sort of like one jackpot after another as mm-hmm. they're like just barely staying ahead of the of the the culprits. The bad like Frank Whaley doesn't have a mask, but everybody else is generally generally wearing a he's mask. A, he's always like adjusting his glasses, yeah. which I think he does. He, oh, I don't know. I like his how mannerisms are so creepy. frustrated, more and more frustrated. He keeps getting fuck, damn it, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, he's swearing constantly, adjusting his glasses, sweating, like running his hands through his hair, and just like. Nah. And they dupe him, and they get away from him, and he's always like, "God damn it, get him!" And you believe it because you're like, "Yeah, he yeah. seems like a dumbass." And we they never all seem like idiots. We never get to know, or even see, or even hear talk the two the two students. That are the well, ones one of them's Ethan Amory. Yeah, no. yeah, but and we don't find that out until the there's end. There's a third guy we never find, and we out just who don't know. Yeah, <laughs> just some loose, some, yeah. some psycho. We only find out it's Ethan Embry when he's like pinned in the car. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. great. That's another oh, great scene. So good. Uh, but things, uh, you know, they, they've they figured out basically what the deal is now. And for the rest of the movie, it's just them escaping. Oh, there is what there is one time where he goes out to the payphone to call the cops, and the cops the payphone redirects to the office, so he actually calls yeah. the guy. Yeah, and he, but he, he pretend like uh, well, Frank Whaley, the cop pr- does come out. Eventually, cop, but like before that, at the, the payphone scene, he um, he's he's pretending to be like a call center guy at first, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, where's the location?" And then he's like, "Oh, I'm at the hotel, the vacancy hotel, or whatever it is." Like, "Oh, okay, well, can give me a cross street?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, blah." And then he eventually he drops the facade and goes, "You'll never survive if you lose control, Mister Fox, and you shouldn't be wandering around in the dark by yourself." And at that moment, a car like goes barreling, yeah. and he has to jump out of the oh, phone. So cool! It's fucking awesome. There's a lot of cool stuff in this movie. Uh, I don't like, have a whole lot of notes in, in this, really, because at a certain point, it's just them running. Yeah, this, well, it's one, like you said, one jackpot after another. First, a, co- a real cop does eventually come out. They kill him. Yep. And and, and this is a, another great scene, because they got, already got duped by the truck driver, yep. and he was in on it. So they think that this cop might be not, in on just it. Not yeah, they, sure. have to, they have to wait and watch. He's got a gun. And then eventually, he comes out of one of the rooms, and Kate Beckinsale's like, oh, he looks really scared. You yeah, know? he didn't yeah. like what he saw inside the I'm pretty sure he's on our side. At this point, it's too late. Yeah. Uh, I think he. They eventually get in the cop car with him, and then he he gets like shot. I think Frank uh, Whaley yeah. shoots him. I thought they stabbed him. Anyway, or they, no, he he does. He stabs him, uh, and so that's that's done with. But now there's a now there's a cop car in the mix, yeah. and at a certain point they go back. They they keep. They always have to go back to the room. It's pretty fun. Yeah. And at a certain point, after all, uh, after another jackpot caper, <laughs> they go back to the room. They're like back in this fucking room they get again. Into, they get into the general store, try to block the. They block the door up. Yeah, the general stuff. store. That place is cool. Uh, he he puts uh, Kate Beckinsale up in the ceiling mm-hmm. area, and it's yeah. just sort of like he's looking up at her from below, and he's just don't make any noise. Whatever you do, I'm gonna try to like finish this or something. Yeah. I've got some sort of plan, and uh, and he says, "I love you." You yeah. know, so they like their trauma. Oh. Like they were working out their, their trauma, all bonded. their stuff through this and yeah. discussing. And it. his big his big plan is basically to sacrifice himself so that she, so that she can get away. Yeah. Even though she's up in the ceiling, he's going to basically make it look like she escaped, and That's they're right. going to kill him. And she, hopefully, she gets away. Yeah. And it's so, a hail mary, really. Yeah, it's a hail mary. So he he tries to get out, but they they get him. They stab, stab him. Stab him. And he yeah immediately like he opens the door yeah. like to to do something to do and the it's thing. Just like boom boom yeah. And so he's he's for all we know dead. Probably well, we don't know that he's not dead. 
But we don't know that for, he for is all dead. She's, from her perspective, he's definitely he's dead. dead. Yeah, because she waits a while. She waits time. overnight. Which yeah. is excellent, because in so many of these fucking movies, people go and hide, yeah. and then as soon as they don't see the villain, they get out of their hiding spot, yeah, yeah. and always, I'm like, I would stay at least like two to three hours. Yeah. So her staying overnight, excellent yeah, She waits till the sun comes up, so now the sun's up, and then she makes a break for it. Doesn't make any difference. There's a guy right there. There's a guy right there. She manages to make it to their car. This is amazing. And it's already it's got the screwdriver already in the ignition, yeah. which is good. And then like at, there's a really great shot where she's in the driver's seat trying to start the car, and one of the guys climbs up over the oh rear. Oh god, it's so you scary. See it through the window, and he climbs up on top and smashes his hand through the the uh, sunroof. So he's jammed in through the sunroof. Yeah, his, le- his legs are just. And now she's up. she's driving. It's just like the end of uh, what was the what was the cop movie. Uh, the Forrest Whitaker one that we did. I know, had, yeah. There's that's a guy how Joey flailing Pan- that's around That's how Joey Pants got, uh, launched into the, uh, <laughs> got launched into the chipper. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's, it's downtown. But yeah, she's, she's driving and driving. And anyway, she crashes the car. She, ra- she The guy's poking out. There's another dude, and she rams into him. Mm. She so kills him and then snaps the back of the guy poking out. It yeah. kills two guys with one. Yeah, she, oh, she slams the, the guy rad. on the hood into the wall, and it's it's Ethan Embry, and he does a really good, I'm he's dying. Like, he's, la, pounding la, la. The, he's pounding on the hood going, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And he just dies. Oh, that's great. She, two yeah. birds, one stone. That was a good it's one. So cool. Yeah. And the other guy in the roof, yeah, he's all fucked up. Yeah, Kate Beckinsale holds her own in this for sure. Absolutely. Um, uh, and uh, and then uh, then she's got to deal with Frank Whaley. So yeah. they they have a big uh, they have a big fight, and uh, she manages to get a hold of one of the pistols above the the doorway and shoots him. Yeah, shoots him like three times. Mm-hmm. The first time she shoots him, he goes, "Oh." <laughs> He's like a little surprised. They also drops, and they do a lot of that thing where she needs to get something out of his pocket. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. and you're like, is uh, she, she needs to come get the back? telephone wire because yeah. he unplugged the telephone so she can plug it in to call the cops. Yeah, and uh, and she's going to to his pocket. And again, to this movie's credit, you you keep on going like he's gonna pop up and go ah, and grab mm-hmm. him, and it's like nope. Nope, the movie Frank is a, a couple over. times too because she has to like walk back over him. Yeah, and they keep the music and everything. They keep like looking at him like. Is he they get the suspense without it having to be dumb with yeah. like this tiny, this reedy, like ninety-eight pound Frank Whaley somehow surviving three three yeah. bullet wounds to his chest. And also to the movie's credit, she gets on the phone with the cops. First, they're they're like, "We already sent somebody out there," and she's like, "Yeah, they killed him." Uh, and then she's like, "Please don't let my husband die." And he starts to like wake up, you know. Yeah, he's still alive. he's still alive, and that's that's the end. <laughs> it's the end. Yeah, yeah. It zooms out. Monsters dead. Roll the credits. I love it. It's really okay. good. Is it really? I highly recommend this movie. Yeah, please I watch mean, this it's, movie. Again, it's Check doing, it out. It's just doing what these movies should do. Yeah, you're it really, doesn't fuck around. You're not going to waste any time with it because it's, it's barely, barely any yeah. time, and yeah. it's all jam-packed with good stuff. They're yeah. never more stupid than they should be. Um, Frank Whaley's great. The bad guys aren't more stupid either. They're not like too smart, but they're also not idiots. But it, but it also they don't need to be because they're not even like. Yeah, yeah it totally totally makes sense that they would just be dumb hicks. Yeah, that don't know what they're fucking doing. But like you know, they set up some reasonable traps here. Like you know, they do. They they're not like gullible. Yeah, you know? I think at one point, like Luke Wilson even says, like they're not super smart. Like yeah. they're they've got this, but they're not that smart. Yeah, yeah. Like they're just guys making fucking movies. Yeah. They're just guys making fucking movies. <laughs> I knew some guys making fucking movies in the seventies. Coppola, <laughs> Scorsese, just some guys. You know. George Lucas. 
<laughs> just guys making movies. Just a couple guys uh, making mo- movies. This movie is all about just some guys making movies. Frank Whaley gets to have a great, like, creepo death. Or, mm-hmm. like, before he's dying and he's just getting pissed off by Kate Beckinsale's, like... Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, there's he's, a, and he just keeps going, going fucking bitch. Fucking there's one bitch. part where he gets her he gets her on the ground and it's she, he's, like, behind a corner so we don't see the whole thing. But he's just, like, pounding her oh, in the yeah. face. He's yeah. punching her hard. Yeah. Then this movie gets is gnar- is just gnarly enough. Yeah. It doesn't. I think if this movie had been made like five, ten years later, they would be really making it grisly. Or it would be like they'd a be PG-13. like snapping off their fingernails and like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. You I think need it, any of that. Yeah, I think. It, I, mean, I think it's exactly. It's it's gnarly enough without having to be like to rub it in your, your nose in it sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's very good. It's literally the- all about the suspense of this, you know, and, really, that, and that is our podcast. It is. It, yeah, and it's right on the line because it's also a horror movie. Yeah. But it functions both ways. It functions both ways. Uh, ratings. I'm going to give the three and a half Judds. It's probably, I could probably go as, as high as four, but it's like, I don't know, it doesn't need four. It doesn't feel like it's aiming for a four. Yeah, it's just like, I wanted, I liked this so much because it is exactly what it says on the box. Yep. You know what I mean? We're going to make a three and a half. We're going to make a fucking 85 minute, three and a half star yeah, it, it horror movie. It reminded me of like Crawl, that the Gator movie from oh, with Barry yeah. Pepper from a few years back. Yeah. You know, like that kind of shit. Just like, just do the thing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to give it, uh, I, I don't know, not not really any Douglases. Right? I think there's some of the ladies in the snuff stuff are naked. Yeah. it's I don't know. Maybe like half a Douglas just for the implied yuckiness of that. <laughs> yeah. But not not super heavy on that that department. Uh, and I'm gonna give it. Jeez, uh, what am I gonna give it? See, the movie's so tight that there's nothing extra yeah. to give it. <laughs> I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, ten out of ten snuff motel rooms, I yeah. guess. You know. Hell yeah. Just, just please change the decor in them. That's all I'm saying. As, a, as a, as of an aficionado, I would like a little bit more variety. The Roman bathroom. Yeah, the toga room. The toga. Yeah, that's what you call it. Roman bathroom just sounds like a bathroom. A Roman yeah. bathroom. <laughs> it's just the like toga a, room. The locker room room. Do you know where the Roman toilet is? <laughs> it's just a bowl. The geisha room. <laughs> there you go. You know, different themes. Spice it up. <laughs> Will you spice it up, Vacancy Hotel? Ooh, like the tropical jungle room. Exactly. The tiki room. When we make disco our disco room. Tiki room, disco room. Like or we could do like the draft house theme, like there's the black lodge room. <laughs> Let's have the black that they have at the Alamo like and it. for the karaoke. Yeah. This is what we can do when we build our own snuff motel. Yeah. Right next to Cold Cut Manor. Right next to Cold Cut it's Manor. It's right next to Cold Cut Manor. God. It's like Well, that's the restaurant and the lounge. I'm counting this money uh, in my and head general right now. store and gas station. Right, yes. I'm gonna start making purchases with money like on debt. For Go the for money it. that I know <laughs> we're going to make up? from this stuff. Do you guys want to have a podcast credit card? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that, that sure. would be really smart. Give me my Amex, my black card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm, I'm making a snuff motel. Yeah. Charge it. Extra. Go ahead and charge it. You ever, you ever feel the weight of these cards? They're heavy. <laughs> That's how rich I am. That's how rich I am. <laughs> That's how much fake money I don't really have. <laughs> but I could get in a lot of trouble yeah, using exactly. it, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I, I agree with your point, but I'm. But maybe even because of that, 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 that go for it. I'm gonna go for. I, I just, you know, it's a delight mm. <laughs> when you when you see a movie like this that does that does the fucking thing and yeah. does it under 90 minutes, and you're like, that's why. That's why we want this. Why don't mm-hmm. more of them do it? So for and and I also just didn't remember this movie and was was delighted. You know, when out of when out of the fucking blue, you see a movie that's really good. Out of the fucking blue. out of the fucking blue. 
I'll give it one Douglas for the for the snuffy stuff. I mean, snuff for God's sakes. Obviously, they don't show much of it, but I mean, you know, topless snuffy ladies stuff. Isn't writhing that, around isn't on Sesame Street. Snuffy stuff. Snuffy stuff. Yeah, it's a cartoon. <laughs> it's underneath, Big Bird's best friends. <laughs> it's underneath snuffy peanuts. Stuff. Gasoline snuffy Alley. Stuff. Snuffy stuff. Um, and I'm going to give it one nightmare tunnel that's that I mm. love and scares the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to give it four Judds because I really, really like this movie. And it's, like everyone said before, it's it's short and knows what it's doing, but it still has fun with it. It doesn't cut anything unnecessary, but, you know, it's it's paced perfectly. I'm giving it zero Douglases. Nothing skeezed me out, really. Not even the snuff. Mm. And I'm giving it 100 out of 100 dimes. Oh, good job. <laughs> yeah, How about the dimes? dimes. Yeah. Frank Whaley counting out dimes. <laughs> It's pretty entertaining. <laughs> okay. Now for the worst one. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yes. 2011's Trespass, directed by the great Joel Schumacher. Hey, Mom, can I go to a party? Not tonight. I have to go with your mother on this. No, I don't want to meet with your buyer. I want to meet with you. Looks so beautiful. Now it's my house, it's my rules. Daddy's home. Don't you just love surprises? What do you want from us? I don't know. Why don't we start with everything you got? There's money here. There is money somewhere. You let my wife leave, and then I'll give you what you want. I'll give them what they want, please. Open the safe. Don't kill us, Sarah. They'll just kill us if I do. You're gonna put your thumb on that thing sooner or later. Only question is whether it will still be attached to your body. We saw you sign for diamonds, lots of them. My baby brother and your loving wife. That's why we're here. That's why we picked you. Now, 90 minutes at vacancy was uh, a brisk delight. 90 minutes in Trespass Town. Was this only 90 minutes? Yes. It was an hour and 31 minutes. <laughs> And it was an it was a baffling ordeal. I was so bored. Jill Schumacher sucks. I was so bored, despite the fact that this has a twist like every three minutes. Yeah, and it's action packed. Like I saw I saw this a while ago, and it's one of those ones that I I feel like it just runs out of steam real quick. It has steam, and then mm. it just runs out. So oh, it's, it's got steam. It's got steam, but then it runs out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it keeps recycling the steam. You know, it's like until the steam more is nothing this, more than, like, a, uh, than I've, a. I've had this whatever. steam before. Yeah. It's just very. It's, it's like the same steam. It's monotonous. It's the same snuff film in the same room over and over, and over again. again. I think Kill somebody is, in a tiki room. For I think once. this is a terrible, <laughs> a terrible room. movie. I do enjoy it. This I think is the second are, or third there time I've seen it. Things that I enjoyed about it. I think it is a fun bad movie. Not everybody's into that principle, but I enjoy a fun bad movie. And that is this. Yeah, I will watch like any home invasion movie. Throw that at me. Yeah. It's 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 one of those subgenres for me that I'm always like, all right, let's go. You yeah. know, even though they tend to be a lot of the same shit, which I, I think this is of, a lot like, of the same. This is shit. the last twenty minutes of fear stretched out over ninety minutes, and I was I was bored fast. <laughs> But it's got that, I don't know, Joel Schumacher, at, at his best, has a sort of slick stupidity to it. Like sure. he'll, he'll, His movies will be somehow stupider, and he gets like really dorky performances out of actors. He, he will always get, at least for the most of the time during his career, because he had big hits and stuff like that, he would get these, he, these incredible casts 
and then they would be and then everybody would be terrible and embarrassing in it and yeah. that's that's funny to me and that is and that is this this movie has okay Nicolas Cage is like okay sure we we know Nicolas Cage will be in stuff like this that's nothing new but Nicole Kidman right Nicole Kidman Ben Mendelsohn <laughs> I mean he wasn't as famous then as he is now but still <laughs> oh that's a, that's another that's that's totally just my shit right there but I think Ben Mendelsohn doing his American accent is Always fucking funny. hilarious Always and funny. he and there's so much of it in this yeah. well especially because of his fun lisp I'm Ben Mendelsohn I'm, ben Mendelsohn. I'm definitely an American. Do you, do you feel like you're in charge, Ben Mendelsohn? Yeah, like a, like a, all like we've talked about it before, but a lot of like British and Australian actors, when they do an American accent, have to hang it on mm-hmm. either like a Southern twang or like a New York sort of thing. Ben Mendelsohn hangs it on like a gravelly. Not that his voice is naturally gravelly, yeah. but he tunes it down a little bit. If you ever hear his voice when he gets to use his regular accent, he's not like, mm-hmm. oh, I got slaves. <laughs> he does this like marble-mouthed fucking thing, and it's so weird and silly, and he's constantly talking in this movie. He's like, the main, the main uh, trespassing thief guy, <laughs> whatever his name is. A trespassing thief, thief guy. And, and I also like I wanted to point out before we do a deep dive into it is that we talk about like these these chaotic, messy like heist crews or crime crews that they happen all the time. Thief clubs. This might be the most chaotic. They are bad at their this, job. These guys suck. Well, they're also like, I mean. There's re- there's reasons for that that are they're stupid. Yes. But then there's other reasons for that that really aren't their fault. Yep. And then by the end of the movie, I was like, I don't know who's working for who or why anymore. No. Because it, it turns it tr- it turns like three or four times. Yes, it does. And and none of it makes any sense. Uh, like, I don't, I, I don't want to get too ahead of it. But like you know, oh, we're working. We're actually not here to rob you because of you. We're here because I owe money to the cartel. And then it turns out that guy's actually here working for the cartel. And then Nicholas Cage is like, oh, I'm worth more dead than alive. And you're like, what are you gonna write the actuaries at the insurance company? Get a check for that? How's that gonna work? <laughs> like uh, it's just I I checked out of this pretty fast. Oh, there's just too much too much compounded stupidity. It's just too many twists. And I was just like <laughs> I, I was still trying to figure out, wait, what's going on? And then they will go like, actually it's this. I'm like, wait, wh- uh-huh. And <laughs> But a lot of times the movie will go, actually it's this, and then it'll be like, but not really. But not really, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, oh, like, oh, that's oh, what I'm okay. saying. I would be like, Oh wait, what's going on? And they're like, actually that thing we said before, that's not real. I'm like, Well, I wasn't sure what that was anyway, so can we start over? And they're like, No, you still have to know that stuff. We so we you could say we didn't need to have that in the At first all. place, like but we but the, but the movie's like no we're padding this thing out we're having trouble getting to ninety minutes and yeah seriously and they, and it's like they do a thing because it's a home invasion movie and there's Nicole Kidman and Nicolas Cage and their daughter. And uh, at various points, one or all of them has escaped from the house. So, like, they have to get everybody back to the house more than once. So, like, Nicole Kidman will get away. No, bring her back. Nicolas Cage will kind of get away. No, no, no. Now he's back. But Nicole Kidman's gone. And then it's like, Nicole Kidman come back, and Nicolas Cage is there, but the daughter's gone now. And it's just like, oh, dude, how are you? First of all, how are you cramming all this into less than 90 minutes? Second of all, why is it so boring? I don't. I, I do. I, I enjoyed this movie the first time I watched it. And I think I enjoyed it more. I, you're totally right. It's a bad movie. I just couldn't. It's a imagine, bad, bad I couldn't movie. Believe with how much incident it's packed into it, 
how completely dull and monotonous it is. I think Joel Schumacher, at his best, when he's making full-on bad movies like this and the number 23, they're, they're so astonishingly oh, dude, don't bring the number 23 bad. back into my brain. Yeah. I don't need that. But it's like the same, you're just like, you watch this and you're like, I can't believe this guy is, he's a perfect, he, he's a famous director. And he's a, I think he's like a good enough stylist and, and yeah. craftsman that these should be better. I know. That's why I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of this level of Schumacher. I'd like take one of these over falling down any fucking day well, that people I mean, actually just, some just people think is good. Give me another Batman and Robin, please. That's all I well, want. Well, that's that's the the peak. Yeah, you can't do much better than that. Um, but this movie uh, begins with Nicolas Cage driving to his house, talking business, selling some diamonds. I'm on gonna the phone. sell diamonds. <laughs> I'm a diamond guy. He lives in a mansion. I think Nicole Kidman. They. She's an architect, and she designed the mansion. Yeah, she yeah. designed the house. We- weird detail. I'm back. And they have a teenage daughter who wants to go out uh, to a party tonight, and they're like, no, you can't. And they're like, you remember how- She's the, she's the hippie girl from Scream 6. Nobody has ever seen Scream 6. I have. No. And all my fans that listen oh, have. your fans. Her bestie is- <laughs> I the, love it. Your so bestie is in, uh, is in uh, t- The Deuce. She's one of the porn stars oh, yeah. in The Deuce. No yeah. one's seen The Deuce. No one's seen The Deuce. <laughs> <laughs> there is no Scream Six. <laughs> um, but like the, you know how like in a very good movie called Vacancy, like uh-huh. they like in very short amount of time were able to express what was happening to this couple and not all that so sort of stuff. Here, so in this here. one, it's just sort of it's just sort of like he's not around, like that classic, yeah, like yeah. he's a cop or something like that. Right, you're not around. You're always selling your jewels, selling all the your time. your four karat gold Golaconda. Put on your whatever jewels <laughs> for the family. And Nicolas Cage is also doing a weird. <laughs> Affectation too. He's he's kind of like Cage is one of the only things I liked about this movie. I don't. I, yeah. There's certain times he shines through. Most of the time he doesn't. But then sometimes he breaks through, and you're like, oh yes, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, he they're is like bad. There's a scene, you know, in the midst of all this, where like they're gonna, they're like, we'll just kill you, Nicholas Cage. He's like, go ahead, kill me. You know, he's like yeah. doing a whole thing. I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. There's like <laughs> certain moments that shine through the the shit. It's almost like mining for diamonds. Oh, my God. Oh, real diamonds, though, or easily identifiable fake diamonds? You know, you know, you can tell when something's not a real diamond if it breaks. No shit. Wow. Is, is all that even, like, real? Like, what he says about, like, you I can tell if you I steal don't know a for diamond? I sure, but I mean, probably. Like, if you steal a diamond, there's, it's a, you can tell who you stole it from? Oh, oh they, they are. The, yeah, the they have numbers. Little, yeah, that's all real. Maybe. Hmm. Uh, I don't know anything about diamonds. If you guys want me to know more about diamonds, you can send diamonds to Scarecrow Video. <laughs> send them to Matt 50. Lynch, <laughs> and I'll distribute the diamonds to Emily Fairley. He'll <laughs> <laughs> give me my diamond allowance per month. Yes. What if we got some diamonds? So, oh, God, we, there's a potential. Well, you got, if we get any diamonds, you hit them with a hammer first. Make sure they don't break. Hit them with a the hammer. But once we, they pass the hammer test, then we got the diamonds. We got the cold cut motel. Oh we my got God. The, we got the cold well, the cut. The diamonds will make the money to build all that out. Okay, so send so us some diamonds. So we don't need necessarily. That, that's our seed money. Yeah. For but cold, we, but for we also uh, still need you to join our Patreon at under five dollars a month. We no. just want that to wet our beaks, you know. We just to wet our like beaks. have a little, a little something on the side. And but if you know Superman, I'll just get some coal and he'll make the diamonds for us. <laughs> Nerd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, Anyways. my hydraulic press is in the shop. I need Superman. Nicholas Cage like shows like drives to his big mansion. We're really setting this, you know, like, getting the exposition out. It's buy, sell, sell diamonds. I sell diamonds. He gets to the house. He's like, "Honey, we have a bad relationship." 
She's like, yeah, I agree. You should spend more time here. I wish I could, but Fuck I'm diamonds. You. Okay, you guys, if you had to choose to live in either the Cold Creek Manor, the Vacancy Motel, or Nicole Kidman's modern uh, rich Dick palace. Which, Dick you're a trash. <laughs> which one would you choose? I would choose the... The Kidman House. Just the Kidman House it's is got pretty a, cool. It's got a nice kitchen. I'm choosing Cold Creek I do like Manor. A, I do like, once they get the Cold Creek Manor fixed up, though. Yeah. If it's fixed up, maybe they got a pool here. Yeah, but like it's just way more. I like the charm of Cold Creek Manor. Too many snakes. Well, why de-snake it first? I told you guys. I just want the kitchen. I want the big kitchen. Cool. Love, love, big love, kitchen. Love, this, love that question for us. <laughs> All right. Where are we at? Uh, <laughs> Where we talk? Oh, so they're at they're at the. This is the first one I watched. I watched this like a week ago, so it's oh already. God. It's I watched leave, this last night, it's and it's already my gone. Mind. Um, so they have issues. Their their teen daughter wants to go to this party. They're like, no, you can't go to the party. She locks herself in her room. She has a lock on the outside of a door of her door, which is really weird for a teenage some, girl's some room. Some people let their kids do that stuff. I, I they don't experience that. No, me either. I can lock my. Oh, you know I could lock my door. Hmm. I had one of those ones where you push it in and turn it, and then it locks. I don't know. I didn't really do it, though. I wasn't allowed to. And I followed rules. So, and then they had the... Wait, did they have another kid, or is it just her teen? I thought it was just the girl. I guess it is just the girl. And uh, Nicole Kidman's all lonely. She's not... It's it's inferred that her and Nicolas Cage haven't fucked in a long time. Yeah. Because she's she, like, puts on fancy lingerie, and she tries to, like, not, like, seduce him, even just, like, be a little flirty and playful, and he just, like, shuts I'm it down. I'm doing all these diamonds, honey! Yeah, basically like that. And uh, the girl sneaks out mm-hmm. through the window, and she goes to this party with her friend, uh, her friend from Deuces Where or whatever. This skeevy dude immediately is like, hey, babe, you want to come with my room and see some money? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's crazy. There's a good cut with that, too, because it's actually, uh, that happens after the, the people have already invaded their house. Yes. So wait, how do they actually invade the house? Well, they, they, they're, they keyed knock. In, they're keyed in on the security they system, the though, aren't they? Um, maybe, but I feel like they knock on the door and he, they open the door and then they just kind of rush in. I honestly don't remember. I don't it was remember yesterday. that Maybe either. Travis will remember when he comes back. Um, oh, they, they ask, cause they ask the parents the code. So these, these trespassers come in. Uh-huh. They're, they're. It's three dudes and a chick. Three dudes and a chick. Uh, one of, one of the dudes is Volchuk from the OC. Uh, Cam Gigantet? Yes. And then one of them is Dash Mihawk, who is also in Starship Troopers and Kiss Kiss, Kiss, Kiss Bang Bang. Yes. That's Ty. And, and I Jacob is from the OC. And then there is Ben Mendelsohn, who's the ringleader. Yes. And one of and the girl is one of their yeah, is his she? I don't remember the actress, but that's Ben Mendelsohn's girlfriend. And, and she her is, name is Petal. She is a an addict. Clearly. She is wants the money so she can have the drugs, basically. And they they get into this house and they freak Nicolas Cage and Nicole Kidman out and they are trying to demand the code for this safe. Yes. And the first the first time they demand it, I think this is when the I think the editing's kind of cool because it shows the code pad on the safe and then it like edits to the code of the safe of the kid at the party yeah. where he punches it in and he's like, Check it out, my parents have like fifteen thousand dollars cash. You want some cocaine? Do you want some Xanax or whatever? <laughs> And they she's have like, like two hundred thousand uh, dollars. No, that was two hundred. It was two hundred k. She says later. I mean, he's anything over for, like five thousand dollars to me jihad. is that much. Yeah, <laughs> my dad thinks Osama bin Laden's gonna take over the country or something. The uh, like that. the the shit where she gets to the party with her friend, and it's just like they're walking into the party. Immediately, these two fucking kids come up on them. 
and they're like, hey, here's a drink. Hey, do you want to come up and see some money? I have cocaine. And it's just like, drink money, I've never been to a party like that where people are just like, do you want to see the money? Do you want coke? Do you want do you, weren't, do you weren't, you weren't uh, rich kid. I had to find my own $200,000, my own cocaine, my own Xanax, I, I, my own drinks but you did. at these parties. I, I did admire I did, the girl's moxie. Pulled myself moxie, up by though. my bootstraps. <laughs> I did admire the girl's moxie because she's up in the room with the money and this douchey kid, and, and she's like, hold on, i got to make a phone call. Oh, and I she love go, this. He's like, who are you calling? And she's like, a cab to get the fuck away from you. <laughs> it's kind of a badass moment, yeah. yeah. And she just leaves, and I was like, go for her. Go yeah, for her. That party did seem like it sucked, too. Yeah, yeah it was weird. That wasn't good vibe. Douche bro central. It's like you don't even sidle up and like work to it. They just like show up like, hi, money, cocaine, the booze. Fuck me, please. And at this point, <laughs> you're nothing. like, uh, even though the party sucks, you're like, oh, girl, don't go back to your house. It's being home invaded. Yeah. <laughs> How badass would it be, though, if like it, it was just like a total misdirect and uh, and the bad guys showed up at the party house to get that money? <laughs> well, they almost say that they later. Kind of almost... Well, it turns into a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is part of the chaotic nature of this plot. So they they are demanding to know the code for the safe because they are like there's di- we know there's fucking God diamonds in here because the goddamn fucking foresight. Because Cam G- <laughs> Gigantic, Volchuk OC, Jake, whatever you like to Cam, call him. Cam Gigantic. Cam Gigantic. Um he he knows because he saw it and he told everyone because he knows because he worked on the security of the house or the Yes. Cool. And well, he he installed. He works for the security company, and he may have installed the security system. Yes. And then there are flashbacks where we are led to believe where we are led to believe that he had an affair with Nicole Kidman because she's a lonely, miserable housewife, and this hot dude came to install the security system, and they did some boning. Yeah, he does. He's not quite as hot as uh, maybe um, Cum Gutters guy, Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff. He has a better body. You think he has but, a better body uh, well, than Dorf or Dorf? He's got better coloring. Personally. He doesn't have pepperoni oil skin. <laughs> yeah. And no, but we're not sure. We're led to believe that they have this affair. Well, he and we says see, that they had and the we, affair. Yeah. And we see we on see the flashbacks. security flashback them kissing and going into another room. Yeah. Later on, we revi- we find some other Turns out that out. that's another thing. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone, every all of these uh, trespassers have such specific and hyper d- devastating like personal flaws. Yeah. Like a f- don't bring a full on junkie in the in the midst they of They always absolute, do though. She's just like totally as soon as she gets into the house like I got to go be a junkie. She goes upstairs right and now. she puts on like the gowns and stuff and yeah. got to go junk it up. Uh, one really funny part though then- was they find this they find this safe because <laughs> they're like Nicolas Cage we know your safe's behind this painting. Nice try trying to hide it. And Nicolas Cage just goes, "It's obviously it's there. I didn't want a huge fucking safe in the middle of my room." <laughs> like, like he's like, "It's aesthetic." Classic Nick Cage improv. I've got to, I've got to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> We've done our research, Nicolas Cage. You can't give us one pass, Ross. You can't give us any guff, Nicolas Cage. We's the safe. Come on, Nicolas Cage. I just didn't want a safe in the middle of my fucking kitchen. Is all. <laughs> But Cam Gigantic is like uh, hasn't taken his pills because he's got some sort of (laughs) emotional disorder. I love the name Cam Gigantic. Gigantic. It sounds like a kid's superhero. (laughs) Captain Underpants is a real name. Swooning (laughs) under this thought that him and and Nicole Kidman are like he's completely yet a completely junkified person, a completely crazy person, a British person pretending to be American. He's Australian. 
Is he? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, either way. Might be New Zealand. Same thing. Either way, he's either fucked way. up in the head. They're definitely the same thing, and both of those cultures are fine and with I that. And I think they'd be happy with, yeah. if we said that. And then uh, and then you also got Ike, Mike, and Mustard, yes, who's just Hawk, like a yeah. mean we mafia guy. Yeah. Well, we don't know that yet. Yeah. Now that, that's like one of the twists. So one of the twists. So they, so it's uh, there's that. Twist. The, ki- the girl is on her way back to the, the home invasion house, and now we're starting to figure, well, they get then they get to the safe. And the safe is empty. So now, now we're all mad. That's a big reveal. Nicole Kidman's even mad. Nicole Kidman didn't yeah, know Yeah, she's like, empty. where's... And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm broke. I don't have any money, Nicole Kidman. And he's been... Re- and like, like People have been getting tortured. Like, open the safe. Torture, torture. Let me threaten to kill your wife. No, no, no. So no. he puts this off for a long time, and then he finally goes, fine, I will open the safe. And it's empty, and it's like, ah! <laughs> and you're like, well, just why? Why? Yeah, Did you just... No. Uh, Nicole Kidman, like, Nicole Kidman doesn't do like anything in this movie. She gets just gets tossed around this yeah, entire it's movie. It's very nothing at all. Uh, Sometimes she forgets to do an American accent, and that's pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. She's definitely Australian. She's, sleep- she's like half asleep. Oh, I don't know. My husband isn't around. Oh, oops, hold on. I sorry, I forgot. There we go. Oh, whoops, Daisy. Joel, jo- like... should we do another take? No, 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 no second takes. <laughs> so then, uh, then, then Ben Mendelsohn is like, look. Here's what's really going on. I work for these drug dealers, and then somebody stole all my drugs for that I was going to deal, and now I owe the cartel $180,000. Wait, wasn't this ben Mendelsohn talks <laughs> wasn't so this much. after he lied and said he needed a new kidney for his mom? Right. And then he pretended that he was going to take the daughter's, take the daughter's kidney, kidney. And then Nicholas Cage is like, just take my just kidney. Just take my kidney. And he's like, I don't even fucking need a kidney. It was just Spend something this, to say yeah. to get you guys to give me the money. I bought this kidney at auction. It belonged to Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Tyrannosaurus kidney. That's why I'm bankrupt. <laughs> Yeah, ben, that's why I don't have any money. <laughs> so yeah, Ben Mendelsohn, that, that that's quintessential. Is like this movie just spinning its wheels to have any to yeah. have to reach yeah. that ninety minute. That's mark. what I'm talking about. I completely like, forgot about the kidney yeah, thing. When mom, I watched this less than twenty four hours ago, let me level with you. My mom needs a kidney. <laughs> let me level with you, son. My mom, my mom needs a kidney, do. Now, now let me tell you what's really happening here. Uh, well, actually, I can't afford the surgery, surgery. Me and my lunatic brother were trying to do a heist. I need you, Don. Diamond ducks, and then, the, and then some guys in masks stole our the heist money. So now I'm in hawk to the mafia. But one of the mafia guys is coming. He's along right with there. Me it's and it's the guy sure. from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Starship Troopers. Yes. Oh my God. Here he is. His name's Dash Me Hawk. I don't know what kind of name that Dash is. You, you Americans have lots of strange words for things like. You know, Dash Mihawk has struggled with uh, Tourette syndrome. I did not know that. Yeah, he has a, he has Tourette syndrome, this and he's, he's made an acting career out of it. It's true. Good for him. I, that's what I said when I I was like, "What's the?" Because I've seen it in a bunch of stuff, and then I read that, and he's like, you know, does you know does fundraisers for the cause and all that stuff. I was like, "Fucking cool, that's man!" Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad that he has had a, a lucrative and rich career. Absolutely. Yeah, he's raking it in hand over fist. During all this time, Nicole Send Kidman, us diamonds, Dash Mihawk. <laughs> door dashes, diamonds, Dash. Nicole Kidman. Um, <laughs> Nicole Kidman. All right, shut it down. That's the end. No more podcast. <laughs> she is, she's like, oh shit, uh, you know, Cam Gigantic <laughs> thinks that I'm in love with him, so I'm going to try to use this to my advantage and just make sure he doesn't hurt my daughter, basically. And she's like, I'll do, I'll do whatever you want. And I'll she, do whatever you want. <laughs> and uh, he's like, okay. What kind of a name I'll is Kim sure, Gigantic? Okay, I'll make sure like nothing happens to you. Like, oh, I love you. Like, oh, I'm so glad we can finally be together after. Ours is a love for the ages. But is that before or after 
it's revealed to us that he imagined the whole affair. I believe it is revealed to us before that. So we 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 see it from her point of view, which is she was nice to him one time, which sadly well, she, is something that happens to women he, everywhere. Girls can't be nice to guys. No, you can't. No, that's why you're such a bitch all the time. And that. Yep, that's it's, that's taking its toll. It's taking its fucking toll, and yet I still hang out with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. Don't do me no favors, Soderback. <laughs> so we see the surveillance tape, and it's actually him coming out of the pool and like just forcing himself onto her t- for a yeah, kiss. like because he's there, he's there to install the security system. She comes out to the pool, he's just in the pool, he's, and he's like, he's now giving, we can be together. He's, he's being, he's like, I'm the main character of this music video. Like he, he's like walking out of the water, <laughs> like he thinks he's so hot, which like he is, but in this. In in this instant, Nicole Kidman's like, "What the fuck is the security guy doing in my pool?" She goes and she goes, "Okay, you have to leave." Yeah. And he, he goes, "Wait, are you saying that, or do you just think you have to say that?" And I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> no, no!" And uh, he kisses her, and she's like, "What the fuck?" And so we're like, he, "Oh like, wait!" She like breaks the kiss and walks away, and that but the kiss is what we saw yeah. on the security camera. Yeah. Um. And so he's delusional. Now she's going to try to manipulate this in order to have him say something to protect the girl or whatever. Uh, Main dude is getting just so frustrated. He's getting really mad. He's like, well, are there diamonds? Are there not? And and then Nicolas Cage is like, well, there are diamonds, but... You can't sell them yeah. if you if you get them from me because of some because of some but diamond then, then, rule. But then that I'm there's not all sure the stuff about her jewelry, and he's like, "That jewelry I bought you was fake, Nicole Kidman." Dude, <laughs> and Nicole Kidman is just like over and over again getting fucked over just for just because she's married to this guy. <laughs> and then the daughter is like, "Well, I know where there's a bunch of money." Yeah, she's like, I was just at this party, and this kid showed me like two hundred thousand dollars, a bunch of cocaine, and his dad's safe. I know the, ben I know Mendelsohn. the combination because he typed it right in front of my fucking yeah. face. And Ben Mendelsohn is like, "All right, little girl, take my junkie girlfriend to the party," which is so stupid because even before that, the junkie girlfriend was causing issues, and everyone yeah. was frustrated with her. So why would he? think that was even a smart Dumb idea. idea and and then and then they're driving to the party and the girl is like uh okay i just like don't, don't hurt anybody and she's like what do you mean don't hurt anybody when we get to the party yeah, i'm gonna kill every single one of those kids yeah, she's like you think you're better than me yeah. she gets all like girl haiti on her and it's like and i'm like where's juliette lewis <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and they get uh in a car crash Yes, the girl, the daughter, steer like basically causes oh, a car crash yeah. so she can so she can put a put a stop or at least a delay on the, what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then what happens? That's where I stop taking notes. We need Travis back here. So the car crash happens. They're back at the house. Um, oh shit, I don't even know. The daughter kind of has some wins in this, though, doesn't she? Yeah. She's like the smartest character in the entire movie. Well, she, well it was she, a dumb decision at first to have the junkie girl drive her in the car to the party. Like, they, the bad guys should not have thought that yeah. was going to be a plausible idea. But maybe they didn't. Maybe they were just like, just get her out of the house. Well, they're all just yeah, a Maybe that mess. was it. Maybe they were like, just get her out of the house. Well, she handcuffs we the junkie girl believe. to the steering wheel of the car and gets oh, away yeah. from the accident. They're the most desperate, stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of yeah. them's a junkie. One of them's crazy. One of them's Australian. It's insane. They're and then of, they're out of their well fucking then, minds. Then Dash Mihawk is like, so I 
don't I sort of do work for the cartel, but also what our plan was was like the robbery where they stole your money that you think you now owe to the cartel. That was the cartel stealing your money, so you would just have to get them more money. This is too much. Yeah. It's too much. What are they doing? Uh, and then what else happened? I'm believe me, I am totally checking Wikipedia here to refresh did you, my memory. Did you get to the part where it's revealed that uh, that uh, Cam Gigantic was in on the plot to uh, t- take the money from the heist? Uh, yes. That Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> so that so even within the, the tight unit of yes. the tight unit of lunatic, there's double crosses. There's double crosses. And like I don't even know how they keep their own plan. shit straight anymore. No one knows. <laughs> and then eventually they get talked down to just like a necklace that Nicholas Cage has somewhere. Yes. And then that's fake too. Yeah, that's fake. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is like, like, I'm nothing. Then, I'm naval lint. And then also like now we know that like Cam Gigantic made up the whole love affair with. Nicole Kidman, because, yeah. well, he didn't make it up. He believes it to be true, but it's not real. Yeah. He's crazy. But then Dash Mihawk is like, actually, Cam Gigantic, this was all his idea just so we could come back to the house. Because yeah. <sighs> they, they desperately needed money. Cam Gigantic had been doing work on it and noticed that, that, may, that maybe, hypothetically, this guy was rich. Yes. I've seen you have conversations about diamonds, like at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> And then at one point, like he's like, I saw you taking. He's talking to Nicholas Cage. He's like, I saw you taking a bunch of cash from somebody. And he's like, I had to give the cash to he's some other debtors or something. Well, like, I'm in then, a lot of trouble, and man. Then, well, then like he's because Nicholas Cage is hurt, and they, him and Nicole Kidman, like get away. And then it turns out that there is a whole shitload of money under the floor oh, yeah. or in the shed or something that That's Nicolas Cage got because he sold all That's of Nicole right. Kidman's jewelry and replaced him with fake and like Barbie jewelry fake Barbie jewelry <laughs> as a nest egg for his family as a nest egg because his business started failing which n- none of that makes any sense it's at all crazy. Nicolas Cage is not it's making like, any good decisions. it's just like Brian Cranston he's putting it in the walls yes for, but it's for my family I needed it uh, but then he lights <laughs> I everything out loud on with that fire he lights all the money on fire yeah. yeah, and then after all that, he lights all the money on fire. Yeah, it's not on purpose. Uh, like it is. Well, he's he's, well, he, he's doing it to lights? kill yeah. to kill Cam Gigantic. But at the end, like it's well, all he's climaxing. Gonna, so the girl is going to shoot him. Going to shoot Ben Mendelsohn, and Ben Mendelsohn is like, "Well, you can shoot me, but I'm still going to have time to shoot at least one of your parents." And then Cam Gigantic shoots him. That's right. Because he's he's threatening to kill Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman, and he's in love with Nicole. Kidman. Yes. So he so he Cam Gigantic kills his brother. The <laughs> junkie junkie lady's been killed, and well, she's not killed, but then, she, she's then been Nicholas taken out Cage of the is like, get out of here! I'm gonna set the money on fire, Nicole Kidman. And then he to... shoots Jonah with a nail gun. And what happens to Dash? Grab him. Uh, what happened to him? Dash grab him dies somehow. <laughs> Dude, there's too many details in my brain about this movie. I don't remember what happened to Dash Mihawk. Uh, they all die. Nicholas Cage lights everything on fire, and the family's fine. There's this is this is well. There's a lot of stuff that I like in this movie. I find it very silly. Uh, but there's a part where uh, um, Cam Gigantic is like, uh, this is like the, the, the climactic struggle, and it's so like awkward and stupid, and some so many so much of the stuff happens is just silly. So there's a nail gun that's yes. brought into it, and Nicholas Cage like shoots the nails into His Cam foot. Gigantic's foot, pins him down there, so I can't get out of here. The money that they've recently found out is there, which is God knows how much money um, is all over the place. He pours and. and Cam Gigantic pours gas all over the place and is like, I'm going to kill us all. I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Nicholas Cage is like, get out of here, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And then he shoots Cam Gigantic. 
And then the, this is while the flames are spreading everywhere. And Cam Gigantic falls into the flaming money. And the speed with which the flames engulf him. <laughs> I have wild. this recorded. I'm going to put it. I'll put it up online. But it's fucking hilarious <laughs> as he falls down into the CGI flames. Yeah. And I don't think that he'd been talked through the performance. Maybe what was going to happen or how it was going to happen. <laughs> because he's Maybe he being, thought it was water and they changed it to, to flyer later. <laughs> yeah. Or, or maybe he was like, the flames are slowly engulfing me. And it, no, in the movie, it's good. <laughs> yeah. But it, like he's but his reactions are like, ah. Ah, ah. <laughs> they're not. This is like not nearly. He dire doesn't enough. seem like it hurts. It's like oof. <laughs> it's like he just ah. got a really bad rope burn. Wow, <laughs> oh. that poison ivy really ah. smart. And the, the flames are covering his face. Yeah, it's and then, really but then, funny. So everyone's dead now except for mom, dad, and daughter. Yeah, and uh, and Nicholas Cage is like, just let me die and take my life insurance money, honey. And they're like, no, we we love you, Nicholas Cage. You. No matter how much money you have, and then it's over. Yeah, I guess they're gonna stay <laughs> together. I mean, they're they man. I, I mean, like this less after talking about it. There's a little bit of stuff about Nicole Kidman, <laughs> and then they like he's like my snakeskin jacket. <laughs> it's my symbol of my identity, my individual. Uh, but like Nicole Kidman, there's a, a brief faint of her being like, oh, I also was cheating on you. We're both fucked up, but no. And then, but but Nicholas Cage is a real piece of shit. He's completely like some sort of. Well, he comes to realize he doesn't want to be that way. He does love his family. Yeah, he's a huckster, but he's in ruins. Like yeah. he's he's lost well, he was, everything. He was sort of in ruins and then not in ruins really. But then he was gonna be in ruins. So but I now guess he is. he's definitely ruins. He's still worth one hundred eighty thousand bucks in life insurance though. So that's his plan. It's like just kill me and take the money. <laughs> it's not great. Uh, yeah, but then I guess they're gonna stay together. <laughs> I want to be with my like pathetic con man. What I think is what I think <laughs> is funny. What husband. I think is funniest about this is we are exactly where the movie started. Yeah. Except now they like each other a little bit more. Great. And he ruined the beautiful house she designed. Right. <laughs> and none of her jewelry was real. He can definitely and spend they have more. No money. But none he, of that stuff was. It was already true. The, the the house will probably they can fix the house. It's yeah. more about yeah the, the fact garage that burns up, not the house. I thought it was a shed or a shed, whatever it is. I don't know. I just get off the shit. Nicole Kidman. They need to divorce. He she needs right. to ditch the. He, he needs to start talking sucks. to her at D -T -M -A -F. least. D T M A F. The good news, honey. I can down spend. to ditch the motherfucker already. Um, down to make a out. -M -F -A. <laughs> down to make a out. Down to make a out. Make out. I can spend more time with you now that I don't have to pretend that I have a job anymore. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You know the diamond industry is controlled by the Jews anyway, don't you? <laughs> oh, no. He's just, now he's an anti-Semite. That's just the last twist. Just Jeez. the last twist. One last twist for the road. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's just a nu it's just nuts. There's there's something chaotic about the whole like the plot itself is chaotic. But it's the, so boring. The trespassers are chaotic. I think it's I don't know. I find I think Nicholas Cage. It's okay is, if you like it, Travis. Uh, oh, I. It I, doesn't I, mean you're a loser. Oh no, the way she's looking at it really implies that I am a loser. Fuck. Mm -hmm. You've changed. Fuck. <laughs> Me or him? Who knows? Matt doesn't even know. Not you. Anymore. Anymore. I don't know. I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm the constant. I don't know. I think it's really silly if you want to see like good it, actors being it is really embarrassingly silly, it's bad. Just so, I mean, like, I can't believe how boring this movie is given that I don't even know what happened. Maybe maybe so the, too confusing. the yeah. entire key for me is uh, once again I just love Ben Mendelsohn's American accent and, oh, yeah. and fucking hell he talks a lot in this movie. <laughs> it's like eighty percent of the movie is him like spinning another yarn about whatever the fuck. <laughs> it is they like just he let is people the have their normal Australia accents episode. in movies. 
Yeah. Except for Ben Mendelsohn. Just not him. Sure. I want him to. I'm what definitely if he, an what if he had his like thick accent in Star Wars? I love that. <laughs> yeah. Where's he from? Darth Vader wants me to design another. <laughs> you want a you want a Death Star, Darth Vader? I'll make one for you. Oh my God! You know how people like that movie, and then there's a part where Darth Vader does a little force choke on him, and he's like, "I wouldn't want you to choke on your ambitions, Ben Mendelsohn." And you're like, "People like this? Fucking hate that guy. <laughs> That's an asshole." Anyhow, can't can't get away from my Star Wars hatred. Uh, I don't own them. I'm a middleman living on credit. I'm a, I'm a middleman living on credit, honey. This is this is this is the this is this movie's filled of fun lines that, that Nicolas Cage screams like this. Where uh, if you if you add honey to any Nicolas Cage line, it becomes infinitely funnier. I know. This is this is when there's Ben Mendelsohn still going on about the the kidney thing. They're doing that pitched hysteria. I don't even thing have a kidney. Where it's a, one of those home invasion movies where a lot of people are just screaming all the time. Yeah. This is like Mother. This is the, this, see. This is the thing. Is I hated Mother's Day with a passion, but that's like you a, mean the movie, not the, movie. the holiday. I both. Okay. But the movie Mother's Day that we covered, I hate that movie, but it's not like a poorly made movie. I like but Mother's I Day way better it. than this one. That movie's, I think, I think I mean, that's way more up your alley. Remember though. when they poured boiling water down that guy's ear? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I think that movie is technically, is technically considerably better than this, but I like this movie way more, and it's a fucking piece of shit, so there you go. But it, like, it's full of like stuff that amuses me. This, this is Nicolas Cage going, Oh, if it's a kid, do you want take mine, ass fuck? Ass fuck. <laughs> yeah, do it, shithole. Jesus. <laughs> that, then, remind, then, that just reminded me of the SN, the old SNL sketch when him and his pregnant wife are trying to decide what to name their child. Do you yeah. remember this? Azuipe. Azuipe, yeah. They go through all these <laughs> names, and it's like Nicolas Cage keeps coming up with the most ridiculous reasons why kids <laughs> will make fun of his name. Wait, I just understood what that I got well, a package for yeah. Aswipe Johnson. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's <laughs> Azuipe. That's why he's so paranoid about it. Uh, this is... <laughs> This is uh, after he goes. Yeah, take my take my kidney shithole ass fuck. He goes. Okay, that's the way you want it, yuppie. He calls him a yuppie. <laughs> and then he and then he goes like, Ah, oh, you got me. I don't need a kidney. My mom, she died. She was a fat ass drunk. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come on. Nicholas Cage is about to do a little monologue here. Do you know anything about the entomology of the word diamond? You know anything about the entomology of diamonds, honey? <laughs> diamonds he... come from the Latin term adaman. It means really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Come on. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> Sorry. that uh, This is one of the girls talking to the other girls. Sorry about Brian. He's emotionally retarded. So that's a Don't thing. Don't say that. <laughs> that's good. Not that kind a of nice movie. word. Nope. Uh, I'm fucking sick of you yelling all the time. Everyone, shut the fuck up. That's how. <laughs> that's that's, that's me says. watching this. movie. That's my letterbox review of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> these, these lines that are like the movie commenting on itself. Someone says that, and moments later, someone goes, "Look around you. Could this be any more fucked up?" Yes. Like, I don't think it could. I don't know. It was like she's like, um, "What? Say something to me, Nicholas Cage." This is what he thinks. That, no. This is what he, he thinks that she's. <laughs> I can't say anything to you, honey. During the brief portion of time where he thinks that she's cheating on him or whatever, that he made his paper over quickly. She's like, say something. What? That you're part of this? That I'm a cuckold? Oh, that he's just cuckold. That's that right. You're, that your filthy lust invited them in? <laughs> yeah. What? Now, that was a good line. That was a, that was what I'm talking about where occasionally Cage comes through. That your filthy lust let him through? Yeah, occasionally. I think Love that it. he probably improved that oh, one. Oh, I'm, I'm sure the he did. The filthy lust that your feels filthy so lust cagey. let them inside of us. <laughs> they they let they let them come inside us. 
This is the story that Ben Mendelsohn made up about his mom. She was married to a bad man. And she got beat, and she got beat, and she got beat until she got fucking renal failure. You know what that means? You're not doing the lisp when you do his It means voice. she needs a new kidney. There you go. <laughs> wow. He's got a weird lisp. It's Mother- very distinctive. Motherfucker. You're a motherfucker. <laughs> He's seen River's Edge recently. Come and eat my my mom's house and eat her food. Fuck my mom and eat her food, motherfucker. Food eater. Filthy eaters. lust. Your filthy lust let you fuck my mom. I don't know. I, I, I this is not a movie I could go around saying everybody should watch, but for for my dollar, yeah, I like I like a big bad stupid mess like this. I mean, I'm gonna give. Uh, well, we'll get there. Uh, ratings? Okay. We'll get there now. Right now. We'll get there right now. <laughs> I'm gonna be charitable and give it two juds. Mm. Okay. Because it's wild, but I couldn't. It was so monotonous, and I I basically got tired of it real fast. Um, and I couldn't I couldn't keep up with the boring twists. Like every every time it was another twist, I'm like, well, what the fuck am I even watching this for anymore? Yeah, you know. Um, I'm gonna give it I don't know like half a Douglas for the the fake affair fantasy. Yeah, you it's know, not much. And the sleazy teenage kids. It's not much. There's very there's very 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 little here. Yeah. You know the the cuckoldry, and their her filthy filthy, her, her filthy lust. lust. Maybe have a judge just for the words filthy lust. Yeah. Your filthy lust brought them here. Uh, and I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten safes I didn't want in the middle of my fucking kitchen. <laughs> it's aesthetic. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it three. I mean, it's bad. You've you've heard us talking about it. It's a terrible movie. It's em- embarrassing for all involved. But I this is the second or third time I watch it. I will definitely watch it again. Jesus I think God! It's, I think it's very funny. Jesus I was laughing my I was laughing my ass off this whole time. You heard those lines? My God, man! <laughs> my God, man. <laughs> you're filthy, lost man. Practice some self care, man. People, it's just like a whole movie filled with Giovanni Ribisi's just oh, screaming God. stupid inanities. Why at couldn't each other. Giovanni Ribisi be in this movie? You, you could have gotten Giovanni Ribisi. Nicholas Cage, you need to open this goddamn yeah, safe got... in your kitchen. I'm not gonna open the safe. I'm not gonna open the safe. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, these voices. And then like so Grover insane. could show like some Muppets could start pulling <laughs> just like this just I mean it feels like that's what's happening Institute of silly voices God. It's so it's so stupid and, and dorky and then and and it's something about the fact that like Nicole Kidman is a titanic figure <laughs> and she's in clearly this. a diva like what the fuck yeah it's so weird uh, so I, I find it to be. Kind I mean, of amazing. maybe. I mean, I get the feeling with the sh- when the Schumacher era was in was in its you know, even in its dwindling years, everybody knew that they were going to be home by five thirty. Yes, he had had successes. You were probably going to get a decent budget, and it was going to be easy. And he knew what he was doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, supposedly. Just as far as like running the set and making the movie, and like, you I know. think from the perspective of actors, I mean, like this is one of those home invasion movies where everyone's screaming all the time, and you don't feel like any of these actors are like that was a hard day on the set. Yeah, ever. Right. Like, no, nobody's ever really being pushed. <laughs> it was a very easy job for all of them, and they got paid pretty well. Yeah. So God bless them. But it is it is uh, odd to see Nicole Kidman in something this this yeah. shitty. Yeah. Um, I'll give it two. I'll get a ha- half a Douglas for the filthy lust, and I'm gonna give it um, a ten out of ten. Cam Gigantics burning up like a tinderbox <laughs> in, in like a half second. Ow! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Down I go. 
Um, I'm going to give it also to Judd's um, because there was some like fun stuff in it, but it just got it, it just got buried beneath the, the chaos and the confusingness and the almost it's it just doesn't make sense for how exciting this is, how boring it was, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to give it zero Douglases and then I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 memberships to the Gemological Institute of America. <laughs> Which is something someone Beautiful. references. That sounds fake. Gemological. I, I graduated from the Gemological Institute of America, honey. <laughs> Don't you know about diamonds? <laughs> Ooh, woo. Yeah, we well, that it. was a brutal ordeal. Uh, we finished that. What's up next? Oh, boy. What's up, Doc? Speaking of trespass. With the other trespass. Because a lot of people were going to probably see we're trespass and watching. go like, oh, they're finally doing that trespass. But we're, of course. What no. if we just keep watching trespass every single episode? <laughs> every episode, a new trespass. Travis likes it. Sorry. But we are, we are going to do three wrong turn in, into the hood movies, basically. Yeah. Uh, we're Urban gonna, terror type things. Yes. Uh, we're doing 1987's sort of largely forgotten enemy territory. Fantastic. We're going to be doing the, the Walter Hill trespass with Bill Paxton. And Ice-T and, and Ice-Cube. And Ice-Cube. Oh, Cube. fun. A good one. Oh, yeah. More of an action movie, but a good one. I haven't seen any of these, you guys. Um, and we're going to be doing uh, uh, the oft-requested Judgment Night. Up there. Yeah. yeah, Judgment Night up there with uh, with most re- most requested, yeah. I would say. Fun. I'm yeah. excited. Boy, we're going <laughs> to... We don't I'm know so what we're going to call that one I'm yet. I'm so sorry, Emily, but me and Matt are going to be doing a Dennis Leary impression for what? a solid yeah. third. I think you hear me knocking, Emily, and I think I'm coming in, and I'm bringing <laughs> Kilwa Jr., Emilio Estevez, and a famous 90s soundtrack with me. Steal okay. yourself for that. I might... That might be okay. <laughs> it won't be. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> that might be all right. All of my leather jackets are coming. <laughs> Cool. I made an entire show about how I was a firefighter that was irresistible to women. What show? Rescue Me. Oh, Went on my, for like my dad seasons. loved, as a firefighter, my dad loved that show. It was like that one of the only sense. shows he owned on DVD. Wow. Fascinating. Terrible yeah. show. Had one good season. Well, no. don't tell my dad don't that. Tell, don't, don't tell ever dad so tell Emily's that. dad that. I'll tell him that, that when when I'm when he invites me to the hockey game, I will tell him while we're at the game. <laughs> just you and him. <laughs> well, it'll be me, you, and him, and I'll be like, so uh, I just got to tell you. Rescue me Res- fucking sucks. Thanks for the hockey tickets. <laughs> you just, yeah. like, halfway through the game, you just lean over and whisper that to him. <laughs> Excuse me. Rescue me. You guys, hey, are, you guys are on the Jumbotron. His, hey, his, hey, Ed. The, you see the flames of the fires he once fought in yeah. his eyes? Hey, Ed, or whatever your name is. Rick. <laughs> That's what I meant. All <laughs> uh, right. Daddy back. Daddy back. Daddy back. Um, the daddy back will get you. <laughs> Please uh, follow us on all the social stuff. Join our Patreon for under $5 a month. You could be funding Cold Cut Manor and also a bunch of snuff, awesome bonus snuff, motel. ep- snuff motels and also a bunch of really awesome bonus episodes and content featuring Kevin. R.I.P. That's a little bit more uh, quick. You'll, you can you can get get those immediately upon signing up. We're going to have to wait on the snuff yeah. motel and Cold Cut Manor. But it'll happen. They will happen. They will happen. This is a promise. Um, like and subscribe. Yeah. Review us five stars only. Tell all your friends and Tell your enemies. Tell all of your friends. Find us on Twitter. That's it. At Suspense Kills. Letterboxd. Yeah. And we'll be Instagram. back in two weeks with with whatever we whatever call that we episode. Call that one. But it's going to be a doozy. Until then, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye. Bye.